And now, introducing the Lord of the Manor Road, the Duke of Dorchester, the King of Queen Anne's County. His eyes are getting weary, his back is getting tight, he'll be sitting there in traffic on the Old Key Bridge tonight. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning, it is uh, Glenn Clark Radio. I say good morning, but good morning to everyone except the people at Merriweather Post Pavilion, who for some reason decided not to do any lights on Monday night. They said, Monday night? Nobody wants to see any lights on a Monday night. We'll just go ahead and not do that. Thankfully, I got that uh, that note before I drove to Merriweather Post Pavilion last evening, which, of course, you know is in. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, every time. One step forward, one step back. That's the way it goes around these parts. Uh, it's in Columbia. Columbia, which is in Howard there County. There we go. There we go. I'm getting better. We'll get there. We'll get there one of these days. We'll get there. Um... Thankfully, yes, I didn't make it all the way down to uh, Columbia before uh, learning that uh, there were no lights last night at Merriweather Post Pavilion. Instead, uh, my family and I went and looked at the lights right here in Hampton at uh, 34th Street. It's always a bummer. I I get it. Like, there is still a pandemic. I understand. And I'm a little nervous about some of the things we've heard of late. Um, But that first house that everybody loves on 34th Street, that, you know, you you guys know the one I'm talking about. It's the one that's the most decorated. they're not letting you up on the porch any longer. They have, uh, it's now two straight years that you haven't been able to do that. And this is a real bummer because it's like, to me, it's the best shot of the whole street is when you get up on that first porch and you can kind of look over everything. And I don't know. I was, I, it was, uh, on top of not being able to go to Merriweather last night, I, my, my, I, my, my heart grew three sizes too small last evening between all of my various experiences. We also went somewhere for dinner and it was not the correct choice. I, it took so long for me to, I know everybody's understaffed right now and I'm not going to name the place because I, I understand everybody's going through difficult times at the moment. Um, they're not a sponsor of ours, but, um, I went there last night and it took so long to get the food that I took it to go. I just said at one point, we're just going to go like that's, that's the way this evening is going to go. It was, it was not a magical Christmas evening. I was not like Paul McCartney having a wonderful Christmas time last night. It was uh, disappointment upon disappointment upon disappointment. Not that the kids are any the wiser, and that's really what it's all about. Like the kids are fine. They're just like, hey, we saw some lights, and we got to kill some time. When we were uh, waiting for um, our friend to come join us, we we came by the office and played some cornhole for a little while. So my kids couldn't have had a better evening. They thought this was this was the magical Christmas experience they were signed up for. Uh, I am still not through it. Why why would you close on a Monday night? We're two weeks away from Christmas. Two weeks. You know, I purposely planned the Monday night so maybe the crowds wouldn't be quite as large as they are on a Saturday night. Yeah, that was maybe my thought process on that. Plan on going on a Monday night so it wouldn't be as overwhelming as it is on a Saturday. The hell is that all about? It's like when you want to go to Six Flags, like the first week of September, because everybody's back to school, so you don't think it'll be too crowded. And they're like, "Oh, now we only have our weekend days." Oh, in, or, in or, or none of the rides are open. Right, like I had that when when we went down to Williamsburg, we decided to pop over to Bush Gardens, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Oh, this is great. We'll go over to Bush Gardens." And it just it was in October. It happened to be like a it was in early November. It was in early November. It happened to be like a seventy degree day. It was amazing. And they were like, "Yeah, like two of the rides are open." We're like, "Oh." We'll just ride those six times each. Oh, cool. Well, no, you can't because there's a six-hour-long line for them because of the oh, only wow. rides that are open. It's 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 literally, but all the gift shops were open. Oh, oh they couldn't have had more gift shops open. If you wanted to buy something, there was plenty of staff for that. Not quite enough staff to run the rides, 
but plenty of st- staff coming out the wazoo for all the gift shops and restaurants. I'm surprised that Bush Gardens was that busy in November. Oh, man, I didn't know. I've, I hadn't been like 20 years. It's been a long time. Since I, we just happened to be in Williamsburg. And right. Saturday afternoon, we're like, hey, we'll go over and look at it. They had the... They, they were doing their Chris. There it was like the first night the Christmas lights were going to be on. So we're like, we'll go late afternoon, early evening. We'll see their Christmas lights. We'll take a nice stroll. We're doing. Um, the kids don't know this yet. I do a Christmas adventure with the kids every year, where we take a day right before Christmas, and we just go do something fun and something that they'd be into. And we've done it now four years, something along those lines. In the past, we have gone to. Um, Oh, God. We went up to uh, the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania to visit the Roadside America Christmas Train Village in Shartlesville, uh, Pennsylvania, which, of course, is the most pleasant sentence that you could ever have using the word shart. <laughs> uh, it's in Shartlesville, which I, I believe is population six. I believe it's the people that own Roadside America. And I think I heard that maybe it's gone now, which makes me very sad, but it is a remarkable Christmas Train Village. So we went and saw that, and then we went to... Um, I believe it's called, I, th- I think it's the singer Hosier's Christmas Village. I don't know what it's actually called, but it's like this, it's this sort of in the middle, again, middle of nowhere, uh, Christmas light decoration amusement park of sorts. And then we went up to Reading, Pennsylvania and spent the night there uh, because they do a, another light extravaganza in the park. So like we did all those things and it was magical and, you know, the kids had no idea what they were doing. They loved it. And then after that we did... Um, uh, oh God! What did we do? We did uh, when they they down at the National Harbor. They did a bit where they they uh, they created a Whoville in ice. So it was a completely uh, made of ice replica of Whoville. The kids love the ice world in that na- National big, Harbor. Big fans, yeah. big fans. They're not doing it this year again. I don't know if that's COVID related. Don't Pro- know if that's the case. Um, so so instead, what we're doing this year. Kids, the kids, they never. They, they, in fact, the, the kids listen to Jeremy Khan's show. They're big fans. My kids, they love Jeremy Khan. They don't care for the show. We're taking them to Six Flags during the day. They've never been to an amusement park of okay. any sort, and we don't care. This is the good news. All their roller coasters are probably closed. Tr- closed too. That's okay because this is for the kids. Mm-hmm. We're not there to, to ride the roller coasters on Saturday. We're gonna get on the bumper cars, whatever we're allowed to ride, whatever is open on Saturday. We'll do that. You check to make sure that they are indeed open. Um, they're open, I know, because we have tickets. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I can confirm. They do every, all the amusement parks do these, these Christmas things. Good. Like they, they do. They want you to come in. And they're like, hey, Santa Claus is here. Like my kids haven't seen Santa Claus a hundred times already. They, they're on. In fact, oh, it got butt. I'll tell you about this in a second. There was a butt awkward moment with the kids in Santa Claus the other day. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, so we're gonna do that, and then we're taking them down to Nationals Park because they're doing uh, the Enchant thing they did a couple years ago. We went to that and we loved it, where they literally turned the entire stadium into this giant Christmas light maze, and it's um, it's phenomenal. There is nothing I rec- recommend more. If you're looking for something to do with your kids, you gotta go down to D.C. and that sucks. I wish they would do it here in Baltimore. That would be a ten. But they take the entire ballpark, like the field. They turn the field. Some of it is uh, they set up a. Um, uh, uh, ice rink on the field and then the rest of this field is this giant Christmas light maze where the last time you had to find all the reindeer this time you're supposed to find all these elves within this maze it's it's amazing to look at it's truly incredible to watch and they set up like a market around it it's 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 a phenomenal activity so we're going to do that on Saturday that's going to be our uh, our Christmas adventure but we're going to Six Flags during the day so 
Nice. I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to it. What a fun dad Glenn Clark is. No, in Christmas time, I'm, I'm a big fan. Big fan of, of Christmas time. I'm, uh, I'm all in on that. I'm all in. <laughs> the rest of the We're year, doing, he's a curmudgeon. Hate everything. Hate everything all year long. But I like Christmas time. In fact, part of the reason I like it is because um, I, I do what we do collecting coats and clothes really does help me get in the spirit. And seeing your all's kindness goes a long way for me. And so I'm hoping that you guys will come join us tonight. I'm going to be standing outside in the cold by myself at the Towson Basketball Game. How cold is it supposed to be tonight? Is it supposed to be miserable tonight? Or is it nah, probably in the, I'd say low to mid 40s. It's supposed to be near right. 60 today. All right, all right. I can deal with that. I will be standing outside at the Towson Basketball Game this evening. Towson's taking on UNC Greensboro at 7 o'clock. I'll be out there starting at 6. Uh, collecting your coats and your clothes and i hope that you will come join us i hope you'll bring by your coats your clothes to the towson basketball game tonight at seven please come out and join us um we're collecting of course for helping up mission we need coats we need jackets we need sweaters we need everything anything you got we need it plain and simple and anybody who brings out coats and clothes tonight to the towson basketball game will receive a voucher for a free ticket to their January 11th game, which is nationally televised against Hofstra. So get your coats, your clothes out to CQ Arena tonight. Uh, check out the Tigers. They nearly beat Ohio State last week. They're off to a good start this season. Um, and you can get a free ticket to an upcoming game when you bring out your coats and clothes tonight to the Towson basketball game. So please come by, hang out with me tonight for uh, some Towson hoops. Looking forward to seeing you out there this evening. 46 degrees at ah, 6 o'clock. Not tonight. so bad. Not, not, not so bad. bad. We can we can live with that. I got a coat. We're good. You're going to you're gonna take the kids to go see the new Spider-Man movie or is it a little beyond their age? I don't know right yet. We, have, you know, we haven't had that conversation yet, my wife and I. It's funny because the place we were at last night with the tough service, they actually, for whatever reason, had the last Spider-Man on like FX and the kids were glued to it. Now, okay, they, sure. I mean, they couldn't hear it. They don't, you know, they didn't hear it, but they were just... Like they, we couldn't get them to eat. Like there was, it was just not happening. We ordered them pizza tots, and we could pizza tots, Sounds and amazing. we couldn't get pizza tots, and we couldn't get get them to eat it. Do you with your with your dislike for bread? Do you eat pizza? No, I don't eat pizza. I mean, I'll eat uh, if the place does like a coconut crust. It's not a coconut crust. Cauliflower. I, I, I always say that, by the way. I don't know why. I always say coconut, which makes me think I should invent a coconut crust pizza. Go for it. I think that would be a, a you wonderful. You might be the only one that likes it. No, no. Coconut is tremendous. Uh, I 1,000% think that somebody should introduce that. Yes. If a place does a cauliflower crust, I'm, I would I would eat their pizza. Okay. But I don't. Um, I gave up regular pizza some time ago sometimes i'll do the bit if i'm somewhere where there is like where somebody's ordered like six pizzas and they're all sitting out i might do the bit where i, I take the slice and i pull the uh, cheese and the pepperoni off of a little, it a little vinny uh was that oh vinny from uh yeah 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 100 yeah, but a lot of people do that that's not that's not uncommon any longer like a lot mm-hmm. of people do that bit where they'll just eat the in fact i'm surprised that nobody's come up with a better way to like market pizza toppings as its own thing. That's how you make your millions, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm still you working. I got all these ideas that I'm... Uh, coconut crusts, uh, pizza toppings alone. I'm just surprised that nobody... All of the things that Shaquille O'Neal has done since he's become a pizza <laughs> empire uh, a man, nobody's ever thought to say, you know, a lot of people go by and pick all the toppings off the pizza. Is there a way that we could market that somehow? Is there something we could do with that? Uh, but it hasn't happened yet. Uh, so anyway, Towson game tonight. Please bring your coats out. Also, we will be at Glory Days Grill on Thursday night. Of course, Glory Days Grill has that winter seasonal menu, and I am definitely going to be trying a few things from the old winter seasonal menu on Thursday evening when we're there for our coat drive. Looking forward to seeing you. We'll be there from 630 to 830 at Glory Days Grill in Towson. 
Glory Days Grills got that winter seasonal menu with the comfort classics like their house-made meatloaf, their short rib grilled cheese, also the center-cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, char-grilled pork tenderloin, grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, and the Brussels and bacon appetizer. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website to find out more and get your orders in. Again, 6.30 to 8.30 on Thursday night. Um, please feel free. Come by, hang out, get some food, have a beer. Uh, we'll have a good time. I've got a special guest who is scheduled to join us at 7 o'clock on Thursday night. And if you're a Baltimore sports fan, this is someone that you're going to want to meet. And so if you bring out clothes, coats, anything to benefit Helping Up Mission on Thursday night, you'll have the opportunity to meet, I'd say, a pretty significant figure in Baltimore sports. That's all I can tell you. We, I promised this person that uh, I, would, uh, I, I would not – Give out the names so we could keep the um, the crowds down a little bit. But if you knew, you'd be pretty excited about it. So Thursday night at uh, Glory Days Grill in Towson, we will see you there. Uh, by the way, my story about the Santa Claus. So the kids have seen Santa so much now. It's since we did the Polar Express. They saw Santa there. We took them to uh, the golf course out by us, did a, a Santa brunch. And so we took them to that, and they kind of running in to see Santa Claus. Then on Sunday morning, uh, my mother-in-law had Santa come visit her house. And so they, they just, so then Sunday night, uh, my friends at Show Your Soft Side, who I love so much, they're just a wonderful charity that I've been involved with for a long time, and what they do for uh, animals in our area. So my friends at Show Your Soft Side hoping, uh, hosted a Paws with Claws event where you could bring your dog to get pictures with Santa Claus. Okay. So we did that on Sunday night, and and now I've, I'm so involved with Show Your Soft Side now that like my mother-in-law is is volunteering with them, and it's just I could not say enough wonderful things about Show Your Soft Side, and of course you know them, you see the pictures like Nick Boyle's involved with them, and Pat Ricard, and tons of Tori Smith's been involved for years. So we're there, and they see Santa, and they literally say, "Oh, we know you're not the real Santa. The real Santa was at Grandma's house this morning." You're just one of his helpers. <laughs> I'm like, what? And so it's so smart that I go with it. That I'm like, yeah, you know what, kids? Santa can't be everywhere at all times. So this is, you're right. The real Santa was the one that showed up at 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 mom's house, at grandma's house this morning. This is just one of his helpers that's here to help out tonight. They are. Like they are buddies now with Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. They are they are in. They get so much FaceTime with the big man during the course of the uh, holiday season that they were ready to say no. We we know better. We know better. You sir, I know Santa Claus. You are no Santa Claus. Were other children just wrecked? At no, they were, they were they were bringing out uh, everybody out one at a time. Oh, okay. So there were no other children around. Thankfully, gotcha. that uh, that they could ruin it for that. This wasn't the real Santa Claus. This was just another one. All right. Uh, so here we go. Today, coming up on the program, in a few minutes, Patrick Stevens is going to join us, of course, uh, at Discourse. We'll talk some college hoops. We'll talk about the Terps with him. Later on in the show, Jeff Zrebeck from The Athletic will join us to discuss the Ravens. And coming up this morning at 11 o'clock, our friend Sanzi Gabba, of course, Mo's mom, is going to join us as she will help us make our announcement for our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year. Our annual Best of Issue of Pressbox hits newsstands tomorrow, tomorrow, so, yes, this is your final day to go pick up this one with uh, Brenda Freeze on the cover. If you haven't gotten it yet, go get it right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms or any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Read it at PressBoxOnline.com. But tomorrow, our annual Best of Issue hits newsstands. So, Sanzi is going to join us at 11. 
And when she does, she's going to announce who is on our cover and who we're recognizing as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year. Just to give you a brief history, we started the Best Of Issue... Oh, what year would... Uh, years start to run together. Started the Best Of Issue in 2017. That was the year that Maryland Lacrosse broke through and won their first national championship in over four decades. So as you'll remember, our first sports person of the year was John Tillman. The following year, 2018, was when UMBC pulled off this stunning upset of Virginia in the NCAA tournament. And because of that, Ryan Odom and Jairus Lyles were recognized as our co-sports people of the year. Then in 2019, we had decided that our sports person of the year was going to be Mo Gabba. And then, as you'll remember, football season comes along and a certain quarterback in town is having the greatest season in the history of football. And we say, huh, we got to do something about that. Well, sure enough, thankfully, the Baltimore Ravens had this wonderful photo of the day that Mo had come out to visit them during training camp and him posing with Lamar Jackson. And we said, well, this is, this is perfect. This is and they were very kind and they were willing to share it with us to be our cover photo that year. And so we named Mo our sports person of the year and Lamar athlete of the year in order to recognize them both on the cover. After that occurred, um, and we had just, I mean, that was one of my, my favorite nights we've ever had in the history of this company because um, we did a, a collection event that year at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, which is one of the places where you can take coats this year. And uh, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman came out and hung out with us, and Mo and Sanzi came and hung out with us that night, and we were able to present them a framed copy of the cover as we made our announcement. And as you know, unfortunately, Mo passed away a few months later. And in 2020, we kind of made a decision that after naming Mo our sports person of the year, it, it almost felt like there was no way we could even do the award again, right? Because there would be no greater winner of a sports person of the year than Mo Gabba. And so we decided to make a subtle change that was really important to us. We decided we were going to rename the award the Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, which is sort of our way of acknowledging Mo Gabba will always be the sports person of the year in Baltimore. There will never be anyone that will have the impact that Mo Gabba had. Um, so we recognize that, but we continue to recognize those that have a significant impact. And last year, our first Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year was pretty fitting because it was one of his best friends. It was Trey Mancini. And so Trey Mancini was on the cover last December. And um, his courageous fight with cancer and, you know, Trey was, was the winner of our first ever Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year award. Now, understanding eternally it's going to be very difficult for every winner of the award to be someone who has a direct connection with Mo. Um, if we continue to do this you know, for years, there are going to be athletes that come into town that will have never met Mo, sadly. So it's important. I think a lot of people would assume it's just always something to do with Mo. Not always. We're not going to say that, right? Because we know that that's impossible if we continue to do this. It really, it's more important to us that we, we do something that allows some... We, what the hope of this is that 10 years down the road, somebody picks up the best of issue of Press Box and says, why is it the Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year? Because they moved to town and they don't know the story or they were too young to have known Mo's story. That it's, an, it's another reason for someone to go Google search Mo Gabba down the road and find out what he's all about, what he was all about, and why he was so important to so many. 
that we feel an obligation to carry on Moe's legacy. And so that's part of the reason why, why his name continues to be on the award. So later today, Sanzi is going to announce um, who our Mogaba Sports Person of the Year is. I want to know from you this morning at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter who you think it should be. Plain and simple. I want you to tell me who you think should be our Mogaba Sports Person of the Year. And there are no incorrect answers, of course. There, there never could be. But, I mean, I, obviously, there could. I take that back. There could be. There certainly could be incorrect answers. But I want to know your opinion of who you think should be our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year. Keep in mind, athletic achievement is paramount, right? Like, I try to come up with a good example of this. You could be a, a really wonderful human being. Like, Chris Davis is a really wonderful human being. Mm-hmm. As far as his philanthropic mm-hmm. nature, he has given a ton of money and time. As someone who works with Helping Up Mission, I can tell you that a lot of what he does with them goes unnoticed. It doesn't even get publicity. Like, he does a lot with Helping Up Mission, and, and it means a great deal to me. We all know how much money his family has donated to the University of Maryland Children's Hospital. Chris Davis is an extraordinarily philanthropic person. But that alone clearly would not outweigh the other side of it. And for as good of a person as Chris Davis is, he, he wouldn't make the list. At the same time, if someone was an incredible, had an incredible uh, season athletically, but was probably a bad person, right? I'm trying to think of a good if, – if Tyreek Hill was a Baltimore athlete, it would probably be difficult for them to be the most Gabba sports right. person of the year. So just bear. I, I'm not. I'm not saying this eloquently because we don't define it in any sort of way. I'm just trying to give you some parameters for for the the way that we go about discussing this when we sit down and have our our meeting. Um, and we have a few meetings throughout the course of the year. We start thinking about it around the midway point of the year. We get together the editorial board of Press Box. It's myself, Stan the Fan Charles, our editor in chief Luke Jackson. And uh, Jen Nelson, who runs everything on our digital side um, and is really the boss here at PressBox, we start sitting down together sometime in, in the middle of the year and start throwing out ideas. And I'll, you know what? I'll even give you that this year, it was not as the, – the year, for example, that we decided it was going to be Mo, it, literally our first meeting, Stan and I, I was the first to speak at the first meeting of the year, and I threw out the idea, and Stan started chuckling because he said, that's literally what I thought we should do. And then from that point, everybody else just said, yep, you're right, and that it was an easy decision. Um, last year, it was a pretty easy decision with Trey, um, given how strange the year was and that we we're going to have to go a different way with our best of issue. It was, a pretty, it was a pretty easy decision that we just sort of thought about everything that was going on in the world, and we just sort of said, wouldn't this be the fitting choice? And everybody just kind of agreed. This year was a little bit tougher. I mean, it was just a little bit tougher. There was not an obvious choice and in fact i don't think i'm I'm gonna tell you we we had a different working choice made at one point we had decided something not giving ourselves flexibility we said like we know this could change but we had decided something and then changed our minds so I don't want to tell you too much about that, but I'm, I'm, I, you know, I can tell you that that's, it was a little bit more of a difficult choice this year as we had a working plan 
And we had begun the process of working on that plan only to pivot and go a different route because we ultimately decided we thought someone was maybe a bit more deserving. So that's it. That's all I'll tell you about it. You, I asked you a couple weeks ago who you thought it should be, Paul, and you said you thought that Cedric Mullins mm-hmm. should be sport. Why do you think Cedric Mullins should be sports person of the year? Uh, the season he had is historically great in terms of the history of the Orioles franchise. Um, 30-30 season, he was the starting center fielder in the All-Star game for a team that, won 100, uh, that lost 110 games. Uh, and then he's just a good person. He's a good person. You never hear a bad thing about him. He's, he's active in the community. To me, it would – and even just now, I forgot I said Cedric Mullins. Right now, I was, I was sitting here thinking Cedric Mullins. Okay. That, that would be my choice. But I, I can see an argument for Pat Ricard or for Tyus Bowser or somebody Interesting. like that. Interesting. Interesting. Um, uh, Ryan Scheller, my former producer, got in. John Means. Yes, John Means, certainly a mm-hmm. uh, remarkable year and, and obviously one of the moments of the year in local sports and – I, I don't have a problem telling you something that's going to be featured prominently in our uh, best of issue is John Means no hitter because I mean my God it was about as meaningful a day um, as as we could we've had in, in recent memory in in local sports certainly someone um, that is a worthy candidate for sports person of the year a few of you have again gotten in to say um, you know Trey Mancini look we love Trey and it's not as if we're saying we could never do someone consecutive years we can never do someone twice as a winner it's it's more we kind of want to spread the love around and trey was our winner I, i'll tell you it's not trey because trey was our winner last year mm-hmm. um and again i'm not saying we'll never have a repeat winner or we'll never have someone win that has previously won the award i think that si's done that with their sports person of the year mm-hmm. I, I won it I think it's it's Tom Brady this year. I'm, I can't imagine it's never been Tom Brady before. Yeah, right. I mean, it's really hard. I mean, maybe it hasn't. Maybe it's just a, a goofy thing that it's never been Tom Brady before. But if I had to guess, it's been Tom Brady before. If I had to guess, Michael Jordan probably won it more than once. If I had to guess, LeBron James might have won it more than once. Tiger Woods might have. Like, I, I don't know that because I don't keep that close a track of SI Sports Person of the Year. But I'm I'm venturing a guess that there have been figures that have won the award more than once. And I am not here to tell you that there will never be a repeat winner or that someone won't win um, more than once, but we're not ready to do that yet. We're still in the infancy of the award. We're not ready to go back-to-back yet. And and also, we're not really sure how different the story is for Trey. Um, The story that we told a year ago, it's it's a pretty similar story that we'd be telling, with with the, the difference being we all know what he did. It was very special to see him back on the field this season. And doing some of the things that he did this year. Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, and LeBron James, only individuals to win Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year more than once. All right, but the, that's, again, they, it, it's, it's happened, and it's not surprising that right, it's, those, right. that, it's the, that, group of, the, that group of athletes. It does not surprise me that any of them have won the award more than once. And, of course, uh, uh, Tiger Woods, noted good guy, so it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> noted, noted good guy. Noted tremendous person, very deserving of winning the award multiple times. Uh, Phil, I'm going to guess it's not Mark Turgeon. Yeah, it came up just short in voting, Phil. Just missed out, Mark Turgeon. He was very, very close. Uh, from Tim. Tim says, uh, Tim, Tim, the guy's name is Chase Kalish. He guessed the swimmer from Bel Air that won a gold medal. Uh, Chase Kalish, wonderful. Uh, uh, he's not really a much of a presence locally any longer, which is kind of a bummer. 
Um, he's he's basically shifted down to Georgia, and unlike Michael Phelps, who was still very much a presence locally uh, for much of his Olympic career, Chase Kalish is barely local um, at this point. Of course, he is from uh, Bel Air, but uh, no, Chase, uh, you know, Chase Kalish, a remarkable accomplishment, winning an Olympic gold medal. There is nothing that you take away from something like that. From Tom, Tom says, Glenn, I know it's been a disappointing last couple of weeks, but if we're being honest. Is there anyone who has been more remarkable than Lamar Jackson still? Tom, fair question. Certainly a fair question. Probably lump that into the, um, the, the same category as Trey Mancini because we've recognized Lamar on a cover before. I just don't know that we're ready yet. I, I'm not, I guess I'm telling you it's not Lamar. I shouldn't be doing that. Um, I'm not supposed to be giving away who it isn't. I'm making it easier to, to try to figure out who it is. Um, I, I, yes. Yes. You're, you're, to an extent, you're, and we, when Drew and I first started doing this at the old radio station, it was one of the things that, like, I always joked about how we can't really give out an MVP award for a football team. Every year, the uh, Ravens local media sends out an email. I think it's Luke Jones who's in charge of it, sends out an email and says, Who's your MVP vote? And it's kind of a gag, right? Because the truth is, there would have to be a pretty extraordinary circumstance for the MVP of the football team to not be the quarterback of the football yeah. team. And as much as I like certain guys that have been named the winner in some years, it's always kind of been like an eye roll for me because it's like, dude, I mean, M- MVP, <laughs> like MVP, I, most outstanding player, yes. MVP and like in the Joe Flacco years, we went out of our way as a media to not just acknowledge the fact that Joe Flacco was the most valuable player on the team. Now, was somebody more outstanding at what they did? Probably, but the most valuable player on a football team is the quarterback. It's the, the way EFP, that it goes. Everybody's favorite player. Yeah, something like that. I don't know what you want to call it. Most, I, we just need to come up with a different word than valuable because it's it's really made it so that it's it's just going to be a quarterback no matter what we're talking about. It's kind of a goofy thing. Um, but yeah, as far as who's the the most remarkable, yeah. Um, ah, yeah, no, John Proctor, you were, you certainly we we considered it. I'll have you know, we can we we strongly considered you because of that day where you were getting all your first serves and you were being very competitive against me in tennis. But uh, I think until you actually defeat me, probably going to come up a little bit short as far as actually winning the award. Don't get me wrong, big big believer, but I think until you actually defeat me, you're going to come up a bit short. And from Chris. Chris says, Glenn, I know she was just on your cover, but I think that Brenda Freeze is deserving of the award. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I, I I don't know what was unique about Brenda Freeze this year that would make her this year's winner that was, would separate her. It's one of the things we've always kind of tried to do, too, is that, like, so, sometimes we recognize a totality of what you've accomplished but we'd still like for them to have there to have been something special about that year mm. right like something unique that stands out about that particular year um in in when we we give you an award like this and uh, there's a great answer from aaron aaron says glenn i think if we're being honest it should probably be bradley bozeman Bradley Bozeman and his wife have done more for this community than I think just about any local athlete has in recent memory. Plus, he had to switch positions, and he played a very solid center, and he did everything that the team asked of him. I think there is no better representative of local sports than Bradley Bozeman. Okay, I like that answer, Aaron. I think it's a very, I think that's a very good 
um, uh, candidate for for this type of award. Um, it's just an intro. I'm not going to tell you if you guys have gotten it right. I'm not going to tell you if you guys have gotten it wrong. You're going to find out in 30 minutes whether or not one of you had it right. A um, lot of good options, a lot of good answers, a lot of good possibilities. Um, I, somebody else said John Harbaugh, too. Hang on. Phil. Phil says, Glenn, if he wins NFL Coach of the Year, it'll be really weird if John Harbaugh isn't on your cover. Fair? Fair? I mean, it's a... It's a remarkable honor. I don't know if he's going to win it or not, and we have to see what happens down the stretch. But, yeah, I mean, the argument for John Harbaugh is is strong considering everything that this Baltimore Ravens team has been through this season. To still be sitting in first place in the AFC North at this point, despite all of it, yeah, there's a great argument for John Harbaugh as our sports person of the year. To, 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 to put the disclaimer on there, or that's probably not the right word, but anyway, to put on there – if he wins head coach coach of the year, it would be hard. It would be well. It's yeah. It's like, tough because we're not going to know, know right? We're right. not going to know. They're not going to announce that until the Super Bowl. So right. it's going to be very difficult. By that point, we'll almost be on to our next print issue of Press Box. Right. In fact, I'm trying to think of when the Super Bowl is. is it the first 10th? week. First week. No, it's no longer. Week yeah, second weekend of February. It'll be right around when our next print issue of Press Box will be hitting newsstands. So yeah, I mean that that caveat. But I, his point stands. It's not really about whether John Harbaugh's candidacy to be our sports person of the year probably shouldn't have much to do with whether or not he wins that award it's it's really about the fact that this is insane like this is insane that the ravens have been through all of the things that they have been through this year and here they are sitting here on december 14th in first place in the division i mean that's it's bonkers it makes no sense so i i think that phil's point is well taken regarding john harbaugh as a candidate for sports person of the year you will find out in just a few minutes. Um, we're going to make a, a, what I'll tell you is after we make the or Sanzi makes the announcement, we will um, make the story live at pressboxonline.com. So we'll give that to you a day early. The rest of the best of issue will be available tomorrow on newsstands, and then it'll be available uh, at pressboxonline.com as well. We will, however, make our cover story about the Sports Person of the Year available a little bit later on this morning after Sanzi helps us make the announcement. So that is coming up, our Sports Person of the Year. Today's show is brought to you by Window Nation. It's cold out. You know what that means. Higher energy bills. Nobody likes them, but Window Nation is here to help. For December only, get 50% off all-style windows and a house of windows for only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today, 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Uh, as far as news, obviously the big story yesterday was John Harbaugh saying that the Ravens are planning on Lamar Jackson playing on Sunday. That, of course, doesn't carve anything into stone and could frankly mean nothing. But I, I am at least willing to take it as they believe it's not so crazy serious that they know now he can't play for some time. It still leaves room for there to be concern that you need to see him out there practicing and looking good and looking mobile and all of that. And if there's a setback between now and Sunday, John Harbaugh didn't say, I guarantee you that Lamar Jackson is going to play or there's no, like he said what he said. And I think that that backs up the way that we were feeling coming out of, of Sunday night when, when everybody saw the boot and it was a high or a low ankle sprain and not a high ankle sprain. So it's, 
it the trajectory is good. I don't think we're completely out of the woods or that there is no concern whatsoever for um uh you know Lamar Jackson going into Sunday, but the news continues to be good for now as far as his availability is considered. Um Paul just got in with his um his guess has Justin Tucker won it before? If not, he seems worthy of the award. He just set the record for the longest field goal in NFL history, and we're basically watching the greatest kicker in the history of the NFL. I, I don't know if it's basically. I'm pretty sure that's a that's a sure thing that He's we're watching the, the greatest kicker in the history of the NFL. Um, yeah, that's a that's a tremendous candidate for um, sports person of the year. Certainly someone that uh, is very deserving of it. A very deserving of just about. It, it's funny we always talk about how much we take Justin Tucker for granted, right? He's deserving of. Everything. Uh, it's all sorts of things, yeah. right, Justin Tucker. So, yeah, that's a, that's a uh, Paul from Movielando. That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, was there anything else? Oh, uh, Tony Jefferson. But we talked about that during the show yesterday. We did. We, that, that well, happened. They, they, they signed to the practice squad after the show yesterday. Well, but we knew. Ju- uh, Jeff Zrebeck had tweeted in. about it. And as I said then, neat. I, can only, I can't fully explain to you how well-liked Tony Jefferson is within the locker room. And not, you know, I, I get there, there's been some attrition, um, so it's not like it's the exact same locker room that he's walking into that he left, but a great number of the people um, still here. And I'm telling you, I, Tony Jefferson is one of the most respected people there is in the Ravens locker room. He is a very, very well-liked person. But he's also, you know, a practice squad safety at this point. And as much as we like Tony Jefferson and some of the things that he's done, I think pretending like Tony Jefferson is going to save the Ravens, given their injury situation at the moment, is is way over the top. is right. is detached from reality. But again, like Tony Jefferson, and I can only I, I can't I can't fully tell you how popular he is and how respected he is within that locker room. He is a revered figure by a, a great number of people. And I'll get one more in. Uh, uh, this is a good one from Kevin. Kevin says, Glenn, I think Calais Campbell is deserving of this type of honor for the person that he is, for the leader that he is, and for the fact that still at this age, he is quite possibly the Ravens' best defensive player. It is remarkable what he is doing. Okay. It's a, it's a good candidate. It's a good candidate. I like it. We will announce it in just a few minutes. Before we do that, we're going to talk some college hoops. Uh, talk a little bit more about the Terps. Patrick Stevens is going to join us, as he does every Tuesday. We will do that next Today's show is also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. It's Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressboxOnline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser show. The next Taz Bowser show is Tuesday, December 21st at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly. The show is brought to you by Pressbox. Great Eights Memorabilia, Window Depot Baltimore, WindowDepotBaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's Garage MD.com, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins the show courtesy of MyBookie. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. That first sip. That first bite. 
Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgambling.com. Help.org. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality pro via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. Hey, it's KZ. The Press Box Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Press Box Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Tuesday edition of the program. Underdog Fantasy Football is matching your first deposit when you use the code PRESSBOX up to $100, underdogfantasy.com, or download the Underdog app. Make that first deposit up to 100 bucks. Use the code PRESSBOX, and they will match it with free money for you to play with at Underdog Fantasy Football. Every Tuesday, we talk some college hoops. Joining us now, you of course, follow him on Twitter, at Discourse, D1S Course. And you read his stuff in the Washington Post. He is our friend, Mr. Patrick Stevens, and he's with us now here on GCR. Patrick, good morning, sir. How are you, my friends? I am well, Glenn. How are you? I'm all right. Trying to figure out what to make of, of Maryland getting, obviously, their best victory um, against Florida on Sunday. We, we probably know there's, there's at least a little bit of a, a larf there in saying it was a win over a top 25 team because we know that Florida was definitely going to be on their way out of the top 25 going into that game. But I, I, I don't know. How much does something like that mean, if anything at all? Well, it, it provides some short-term hope, and I think it, it probably is the sort of thing that would galvanize the guys on the team at this point. I sure. Mean, if, if you sit there and you lost two in a row and, and your coach exits, and then you lose two more and you're sitting there with 16 days to go before your next game, well, that, that doesn't seem like a whole lot of fun. No. You know? And so whether Florida's good or average or whatever, it is a power conference team. It is a brand. And they managed to gut out a victory. It wasn't necessarily the the smoothest way to finish out a game, but they did it. Uh, and they actually managed to shoot well the other day, too. I mean, they're 8-13 eight, eight from three, which is, I don't think, something I saw coming from this team at any point, having a game like that from the outside. So, 
yeah, I think if you're Maryland, it gives you something to feel good about. And especially with that break here for exams and then Christmas, uh, if there was a time that you needed to feel good with everything else going on, this was the spot where you needed. So uh, I think for Maryland, it at least provides a little bit of hope uh, that they'll be able to, to hang in there in conference play. Obviously, that conference opener against Northwestern didn't really help on that front. Right. But, you know, there's still it's still a team that has a, a guy with, I think, 14, 1,500 career points in Fats Russell, a guy who has uh, pushed over 1,100 points, closing in on 1,200 points in Eric Ayala. You've got Dante Scott. You've got Wahab. You've got some pieces. And while I still don't think that they all fit together especially well, um, there are still pieces. And so there's there's the potential there to have some nights where you're a handful in, in league play. And I, I think that maybe more than anything is what Sunday gave them a, a sense that that still was possible. It, it seems like the play of Hakeem Hart has stood out a little bit of late. Yes. I, I, I think he's a guy that, that you look at the first month of the season and you throw out, I think, that Richmond game, and, and he was he was not good at all. Uh, and I really thought that was a guy that was that was kind of poised for a breakout coming into the season, especially at the defensive end. Offensively, he's obviously played better of late, had a really strong game against Northwestern, 11 points on only six field goal attempts uh, against uh, against Florida. So they, he's a guy they need to play well, especially when you look at how the rotation was essentially trimmed to seven with Ian Martinez out. Marcus Dockery got the cameo minute in there. Uh, but ultimately, you know, this is not a not a team that is going to go particularly deep. It doesn't look like uh, moving forward under Danny Manning. Is there? Yeah, I, I know this seems like a silly conversation to be having, Patrick. And, and as you know, I'm totally fine with you saying this is silly. Why are we doing this? Um, but is there a when you bring up that they could still be a threat in conference play? Is there a path to this somehow becoming an NCAA tournament team some, in in some sort of way? Well, I think the path is going to be more on on quantity than quality. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of help that's sitting there in non-conference play. Although, you know, the Richmond victory may turn out to have some kind of value. Richmond's gotten gotten its act together a little bit since it got back from the Bahamas, and it's beaten three decent, if not overwhelmingly awesome teams in Wofford, Northern Iowa, and Toledo. And then the Florida victory, I mean, you, I mean, let's face it, if, if you were to sit here and ask me which coach is in the most Turgeon-like relationship yeah. with his fan base yeah. now that Turgeon is, is, is gone from Maryland, it might be Mike White at Florida, who you can almost reliably pencil in as, a, as somewhere between a four and a ten seed every year, uh, and then an exit in the, in the first weekend of the tournament. I mean, that's basically been their history since his second year, they got an elite eight that year, and since then they've been a six, a ten, and a seven, and been bounced in the second round each time, which sounds kind of familiar to be mm, perfectly. Candid. No question. So you know, you could probably count on Florida to figure out some way to end up around twenty wins before all is said and done, and make the tournament. So that's probably going to be a useful victory for them. Uh, but if you're Maryland, you're going to have to do a little bit more than a handful of useful victories. You're probably going to have to slog your way through. Uh, and pick up some ugly victories along the way. And you can't have games get away from you at home against teams that are probably going to finish in the bottom half of the league like Northwestern. And I do think Northwestern is better. But that's still probably a team that finishes in the bottom half of the Big Ten. So they need to take care of some business at home, and they obviously also need to tighten up a little bit at the defensive end here 
you know, I think overall that is uh, that's basically going to be the way that they win. Although, in fairness, when you kind of look at their their numbers over the last four games, they are playing better defense than they were uh, over the first five or six games back in November. He is Patrick Stevens. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Patrick, in the meantime, it seems like uh, Maryland fans have uh, really managed to study like Seton Hall's schedule, and they are really <laughs> locked in and watching night in and night out what it is that Seton Hall is going to be doing this season. Yeah, I mean, imagine that. You know, I mean, there's a chance if you if you really want to, maybe they should uh, maybe they should just say, let's not bother with the, with going to that Michigan State game on February first. Make your way down to Georgetown. Right, all the <laughs> down that night. <laughs> Uh, but but if you're Seton Hall, like, this is a really good start for Kevin Willard's team. Uh, it, you know, if if there was a pathway where you were trying to find a way to get a new job uh, with a team that had had some losses from last season and has managed to win at Michigan, beat Texas and Rutgers at home, uh, only losses by three points to Ohio State on a neutral floor, and nobody's going to hold that against you, uh, you, you would kind of cook up what Seton Hall's done so far. Uh, and so... You know, I think when you look at Kevin Willard's track record there, it's really solid. Uh, last year didn't go so great. You kind of, I mean, but you, if you're willing to throw any year out, it's going to be a year like that. Sure. Uh, but going back to 16, a uh, team that's been a 6, 9, 8, and 10 seed and would have been probably a 3 or a 4 seed in 2020, uh, really consistent. And I think if you're him, you know, I, I, I think he's probably done about as much as you're going to be able to do at Seton Hall. Obviously doesn't have the postseason breakthrough into the Sweet 16 or anything, uh, and I think that that job got harder with UConn coming back into the Big East. I think Seton Hall and Providence both benefited from the Huskies being out of there and, and maybe not uh, you know, picking off guys both in New England and in the New York City area that might have gone to those two places. So if you're Kevin Willard, it's probably not a bad time uh, to be able to, to have a start like this and you know, worst case scenario, right? Like you can, I, depending on your point of view, your worst case scenario is either you get another job or you manage to get a contract extension. And both of those are pretty good if you're a coach. Yeah. I mean, either one, it sounds like there's money involved with either one of those scenarios. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, uh, I don't think uh, Kevin Willer will be lacking. Right. Funds, yeah. No I matter what, think for he's, the long term. I think he's going to be all right. Is there, is there anyone else from a coaching search perspective that you think is interesting for Maryland fans to be monitoring right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that the chances are chances are every bit as good that they're going to end up uh, that they're going to end up waiting well into March before they make a yeah. hire anyway, which which opens up the tournament as a possibility. The one thing that did happen in the last week that is somewhat noteworthy is that the, oh, the Bruce NCAA Pearl situation, and Auburn situation yeah, has yeah. settled itself out, and and Bruce Pearl gets a two game suspension, essentially a slap on the wrist, uh, and Auburn. You know, was able to basically say, "Well, we took our postseason ban last year when we thought we weren't going to be any good," which is really clever. You know, it's not—it's not quite as clever as Georgia Tech saying, "Oh, well, we're not very good right now, so let's go ahead and take our postseason ban," and saying that in early March 2020, and then obviously not missing anything right, at all. Right. So, uh, but still, clever enough. Uh, I don't know still whether or not Maryland is going to a open up the, the checkbook for a guy like Bruce Pearl and b whether there's the stomach to take on a guy that you know has had a few run-ins with the NCA over the years and regardless of the reasons why those are still run-ins so uh, but that's probably the one notable thing that that occurred here in the last week 
All right. Uh, on the local front, I'm going to go check out Towson tonight. We're going to collect some coats at uh, at the game this evening. They they certainly seem to represent themselves quite well at Ohio State last week. You know what? They're playing really, really well at this stage, and I, you know I can't tell you how impressed I am with the work that Pat Scary has done this season. Last year was obviously a wash, and you're kind of looking at them, and you're looking at their league, and you're thinking, is there enough there? And it feels like. Even with some pieces coming in and out, you know, they were without, you know, Jason Gibson for a little while for, for three or four games. They were without Jawan Gray for a few games. They were without Antonio Rizzuto for three games. And they keep finding ways to, even when they don't play particularly great, that they still find a way to be in it. Or what they lose, they play well enough to make things interesting. So, you know, they played a good half at Ohio State. You go back in, in the losses in November, you had the San Francisco loss where they were where they hung in there really well. They played Pitt tough and they lost to a Monmouth team that just went and beat Pitt. So, you know, the seven and four mark that they have right now, you throw in a really, I thought, strong showing at Kent State. And I know this isn't the a vintage Kent State team, but to go on the road and beat anybody by fifteen is the sort of thing that stands out. And then they went to Coppin State and won over the weekend. And so you look at them, and, and they're taking care of the ball. They're shooting better than they historically have. And they're doing the two things that you would typically associate with a Pat Scary team. The offensive rebound, and they get to the foul line. And so now that they're actually shooting reasonably well, I mean, they're shooting almost 35% from three, which I think is pretty much unheard of yeah. uh, at Towson. Uh at, at any point, really. So, you know, I think that, you know, you get Greensboro and Navy to close out non-conference play, two really interesting games, and then you dive into league play uh, where I, I think there's only a couple teams that you look at and say there's there's some easy outs there. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if there's a single dominant figure in that conference. I mean, I still like Delaware being being kind of an older team, and they're 9-3 and three at this point. Uh, but there's other good teams in there. But there's not outside of maybe Wilmington and William and Mary, which is off to a really tough start. I don't think there's too many places to hide in that league. So I think if you're Towson, you have to feel pretty good, but you also have to know that you're going to have to be a fairly consistent team over the course of league play. But for right now, seven and four, you know, with Greensboro coming in tonight, I have a lot of good things to say about the Tigers right now. Anything else on the local front that we need to discuss? Uh, mentioned Loyola. Yeah, they got another win on you Sunday. Know? Yeah, right. You know, and they've they've now won four out of or five out of six. They took down Hampton in, in a game that you know wasn't necessarily a work of art by any stretch of the right. imagination. But you know, they're they're back over five hundred at six and five. They'll have a non D one game against Goucher before Christmas. They finish non conference play against Maryland, and then it's off to Patriot League play for the Greyhounds. But you look at them, and, and they have. You know they have they you can start to see the pieces fitting together. Not just Cam Spencer and Jalen Andrews, who you would expect to fit together, but Kenneth Jones has had some really good moments. Uh, the Illich twins are obviously settling in a bit uh, on on uh, on both ends of the floor for them. So I, I think they might be a little ahead of pace for what we kind of expected with a team in transition. Basically, I mean if you if you kind of imagined. Uh, you know, if you imagine an El- Asante Aldama onto this roster, you could you could be making a very strong uh, case at no this question. point that this was it's them and Colgate and Navy and BU, and that's going to be your Patriot League race. And even still, you know, I-, I think this is a team that looks like it has the potential 
to be a top half of the league team. I mean, at this point, there's only four teams in the Patriot League that have a winning record, uh, and Loyola's one of them, along with Navy, BU, and Army. So uh, I think that's a good start for them. And, you know, continuing that, you're looking at probably having a winning record uh, coming out of non-conference play. In all likelihood, they're going to be 7-6. and six. Uh, and so that's pretty good for, for what we thought about this team when things got underway a little more than a month ago. All right, it's time for our game. Can Patrick Stevens name the MLB teams that this particular player has played for? Um, I admit there's one a little bit more accomplished than I had, had thought about that's still on the list, and I still think it's tricky um, as that's where we are <clears throat> with our five-team guys. But this man, a member of the Caribbean Baseball Hall of Fame, he is also a five-time All-Star in his career, a World Series winner, a four-time Gold Glove Award winner, and I had forgotten was once AL Manager of the Year. Huh. Six teams for Tony Pena. Tony Pena. When you said AL Manager of the Year, that, that I had totally forgot, totally forgotten about that. Well, Tony Pena was definitely a St. Louis Cardinal. Most certainly was. And he was most definitely a Pittsburgh Pirate. He was the bulk of his career, yep. You've named the, all of the 1980s now. We're down to only the 90s at this yes. point, Yes. Huh? Well, he was a Red Sox for sure. Most certainly was. And so now it gets tricky. There is the a last... three-year stop, and then he split the 97 season between two teams. 97 was split between two teams, and then there's a three-year stop. You know, I know he managed in Kansas City. Did he play in Kansas City? Never played in Kansas City, okay. no. Yeah, but you're right. That is where he managed, yes. Was he – am I remembering him as a White Sox? You are remembering him as a White Sox in 1997. You are 100% remembering him as a White Sox. Okay, and one more for Tony Pena. Someplace else for Tony Pena. Gosh. Um – Wow, this one's this one is a little harder than I probably would have would have banked on here. Uh, thinking through, thinking through where Tony Pena could have been was was Tony Pena. He's not he's not there. I'm I, I'm imagining catcher combination. Ah, that, uh, yeah, I get that era, right? right. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, so what, I'll throw Cleveland out. That, that was where he spent ninety four to ninety six. One hundred percent was in Cleveland. So the only one that you missed was a short stop at the end of his career in Houston. In Houston, Houston okay. was the last stop for Tony Pena. So that was pretty good, which means I don't have to go too easy on the uh, the four teamer to make you feel better because you you really did quite well with that. So instead, okay, we'll go with the uh, with this guy. Um, I, I'll just tell you there are four teams for Willie McGee. Willie McGee's four teams. Yep. St. Louis. Uh-huh. He was in Oakland. Yes, he was. He was in San Francisco, Most right? Most certainly was. And now I'm left with one Willie and, McGee. And, 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 and before he went back to St. Louis, he spent one season here. One season some Was he in Atlanta? No, it was Boston. It was Boston, Boston was the mother right. stop for Willie McGee. Not bad, though. All right, where's the schedule bringing you this week, sir? Well, I will be seeing you tonight. Excellent. Um, so um, that that'll be fun. I'll catch Towson and UNC Greensboro, uh, Georgetown and Howard tomorrow down in DC, and then Greensboro staying in town. They're playing UMBC. That's right. Yeah. On uh, on on Thursday. So that's that. Back to Georgetown on Saturday. They have TCU in for the 
riveting conclusion of the Big East Big 12 battle. Ah, uh, ah. So Jamie Dixon makes his return to D.C. after having had so many good times there as the coach at Pitt. Yep, so. no question. All right, at Discourse, D1Scourse on Twitter is how you follow him. Of course, Washington Post to see his stuff. Patrick Stevens, always appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for taking the time for us. Let's talk again next Tuesday, all right? Awesome. Thanks so much. Patrick Stevens joining us as he does every week here on GCR. Appreciate him taking the time. Uh, we won't grab a break. We'll just uh, move right into the 11 a.m. hour, and we will stockpile breaks, and you might get back-to-back breaks a little bit later on in the show. Might be how the morning plays out. I will tell you that the first hour of today's program was brought to you by your lo- your Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, then try Chick-fil-A catering from Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options. Size perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Your Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants. Coming up a little bit later on in the 11 a.m. hour, we'll chat with our buddy Jeff Zrebeck from The Athletic, get his thoughts on uh, where the Ravens are and uh, all of the uh, various issues that they have been dealing with of late. That's coming up a little bit later on. And don't forget, as Patrick and I are talking about again tonight, Towson basketball, I'm going to be there helping collect coats and clothes for the folks at Helping Up Mission. Please, if you're coming out to the game tonight, bring your coats and clothes. If you weren't planning on coming to the game tonight, come out or at least stop by the Towson basketball game tonight with your coats and clothes. I'll be outside uh, starting at 6 o'clock of CQ Arena collecting coats and clothes for Helping Up Mission. Well, um, this is always very meaningful to us here at PressBox as um, a couple years ago, really the most emotional moment that I've had as part of this company when um, we all got together to celebrate Mo as our uh, sports person of the year for 2019 and um, just, just... I, I get chills still thinking about that night, no matter what I accomplish. And I assume, like, I, they haven't asked me yet, but I assume that I'm probably going to end up hosting the Golden Globes, and I'll end up, I, I guess I'm probably in line to be the, the ultimate replacement um, on the Today Show. But no matter what I do in my career, there will be nothing that will be anything quite like that. And um, because of that special moment, we decided that we were going to rename our Sports Person of the Year Award uh, the Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year. Joining us now to help us uh, make the announcement for who our 2021 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year is, is, of course, Mo's mom, our friend. It is always a pleasure to welcome Sanzi Gabba back to GCR. Sanzi, it's Glenn and Paul. It's always good to chat with you. Thank you for doing this once again with us this year. It's my honor. I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn it down ever. And I, yeah, I hope you know how much that means to me and, and, and how, how much, first of all, how much I cherish our friendship. Let's begin with that. Oh, man. Um, Thank you, man. But secondarily, the fact that, um, that, you, that you understood what we were trying to do here, that this is about another way that we can try to keep Mo's legacy going. Um, with my, the goal for me being 10 years down the road, somebody's going to pick up an issue of Press Box and say, who's Mo Gabba? And they're going to go try to search his name and find out Mo's story. So... Um, that's what this is all about. Sanzi, you know, you are featured in this year's best of issue. I'll give that away because yeah, there, there was nothing, there, there were a lot of moments this year. There weren't a whole lot that were quite like uh, a tray blowing you a kiss, um, (laughs) after that home run. That was a, that was a pretty special moment for everybody this year. I imagine it was pretty special for you. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great to see him. And see him healthy, that just that was everything. Oh, yeah, you you ain't kidding about that. It is uh it has been remarkable. It's given us goosebumps. And and Trey probably would have been a very good option for us this year as our sports person of the year, but we you know, he was our sports person of the year last year. 
So we right. decided we would spread it out a little bit, and uh, we we could probably give it to him every year. Frankly, Sansi, we could. He deserves it. A hundred percent. He is that that good of a person, um, and obviously a hell of a baseball player too. There's no question about that. Right. All right, Sansi Gabba. Well, I'm gonna let you have the honors. Um, I'll 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 begin the sentence, and if you would finish it for me, I'd appreciate it. Um, of course. Our 2021. Mo Gabba, Sports Person of the Year, is... Is the clutch, Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker, Baltimore Ravens kicker, is our 2021 Press Box uh, Mo Gabba, Sports Person of the Year. And that story is going to be available momentarily at PressBoxOnline.com. The issue will be available tomorrow. Sanzi, when you think about Justin Tucker, what comes to mind for you? Awesome. <laughs> pretty much awesome like he's like it's like every time like if you know he has to kick that game winning field goal oh we're fine we got it he's he's a, he's a guarantee he kicked a 66 yard field goal like and I that's sh- our kicker i can't Nobody get else is, that's ours can, can you describe what it was like for you watching that moment we've all talked about what the moment was like for us you're watching them line up for a 66 yard field goal what's going through your mind in that moment i i was shocked that i really honestly as great as Justin Tucker is, I didn't know if he was going to make that right? thing. And when he made I, I lost my mind. <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's so right. ridiculous. A 66-yard field goal with the game on the line. Right. Like, they're going to lose the insane. game. It's insane. It's so nuts. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we talked about when we had the conversations throughout the year, Sanzi, about who is going to be um, sports person of the year, one of the things that really jumped out at me is we wanted it to be someone who loves Baltimore, too. And, mm-hmm. and I think that is the spirit of Mo, right? Like, Mo loved Baltimore so much. And yeah, he loved everything about it. No question. And, and Justin Tucker loves he he wears Orioles gear right like he he does events all throughout town he's been involved with so many things he seems to so fit the spirit of what Mo is all about right oh man thank you <laughs> um the wow. the the idea of course and and we'll talk more about you know how the process went and you'll be able to read more about Justin and why we made this decision but um I, the other thing that jumps out to me Sanzi it feels like we've been spoiled haven't we right like we Every time you watch another football game and you see another kicker, you're like, oh, right. They don't have Justin Tucker. They, nope. <laughs> they don't. When, when the Browns needed a field goal to make it a two-possession game on Sunday, they didn't have Justin Tucker in order to do it. Um, yeah. And I, I, I do. I genuinely think sometimes we take him for granted because he's just so reliable and so consistent and we so expect it and we sometimes forget – just how truly ridiculous it is how good he is at this. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how great he is. It, it's, it's, it's really remarkable. So Justin Tucker is our sports person of the year. Well, let me catch up with you for a second if I could. How's things going on in your world? Everything's great. So I have my new job and in preparation of getting married and ah. things are going in the right direction. I know. Uh, you know, it, uh, uh, it, was, it was last holiday season, right, that y'all got somewhere around there? When, when did you guys yeah, get was, engaged? It was January yeah. of this year we got engaged. So this is a true story. I was at Jimmy's the same night that you were getting engaged, and I had no idea that you were there. And I felt really? I, I wanted to come over and pop champagne bottles with you afterwards. I wanted to come over. I was. It's just the way that it worked. We all we all hang out there. We all have the same friends. That's the way it goes. It's where we are. 
And then I, I saw afterwards. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I would have known. I would have been so excited for you. I'm so happy for you guys. When you get married. We don't know yet. We're still in the planning process. We haven't set a date yet. All right. All right. Well, I, I'm so happy for you guys. And uh, I know how much he loved Mo, too, correct? Yeah, he loves Mo. I we think, talk about Mo all the time. I, I think that's important. I think that's an important part of that story too. Well, my kids yeah, love yeah. Mo too, as you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. My, my kids absolutely love Mo and talk about him at all times and continue to be grateful for the things that you have given them. Oh, um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get together, you and I, really soon. Um, and and I I always appreciate you, and we're always thinking about you and everything that we can do to continue honoring Mo's legacy. You know we want to continue to do that as much as we possibly can. Justin Tucker, our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year. Sanzi, thank you for uh, making the announcement for us. I truly appreciate it. Let's talk real soon, all right? You're more than welcome. If I don't talk to you before then, have a Merry Christmas and, and a Happy New and Year. And the okay? very same to you, all right? All right. Have a nice one. Sanzi Gabba, who we love, of course, and is a saint. I talk about that all the time. Saint Sanzi. Um, is the way that I refer to her. She always, you know, she always thinks I'm going over the top when I say that. But um, yeah, that's the answer. Justin Tucker is. Uh, it's interesting. Paul, you nailed it. You were the, you were the only one, in fact, uh, this morning. Uh, not you, Paul. The other yeah, Paul in Ovilando. I uh, nailed it. Um, you know, we we kept thinking about it throughout the course of the year, and honestly, it was it was the kick in Detroit that put it over the top for us. That we we. We got together the week after the Detroit game, and we threw it out there, and we all were like, yeah, it's really a perfect choice. Um, Justin Tucker's greatness has been overwhelming for some time, mm-hmm. and we do take it for granted. And it's funny because we, we talk about that. like when, when he had that moment, what we were talking about that week is, 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 is we don't – we sometimes just forget or I, I don't know how – it's hard for us to put into words because we're talking about a kicker and we say things like, well, he's a hall of famer. And we'd say James Lofton's like, he's a first ballot hall of famer. He's a Mm -hmm. kicker as a kicker. And Justin Tucker is someone who cares deeply about this community and is quite present in this community. He was involved with a number of events um, with our friends at great eights memorabilia during the course of the year, raising money for the Brigance brigade, raising money for um, all sorts of different charities, helped them out with their, uh, Harvest of Hope, uh, Thanksgiving Drive. Justin Tucker has been incredibly involved in this community for some time. He's gone out of his way. Sometimes I think part of it is we think of him as silly, so we don't we don't see a serious side to Justin Tucker because we think of him as you know the singing and and he does silly voices and he can kind of be goofy, but he truly deeply cares about Baltimore and has used his celebrity for a great deal of good within our city there it is an unprecedented relationship there is nothing in the modern nfl there is no kicker that shares a relationship with a city that is anything like what justin tucker shares with um the city of baltimore in fact i know that uh, bo smolka wrote our cover story uh about justin tucker being our mo gabba sports person of the year and and he referenced how many other cities are there where people show up wearing the uniforms of the kicker to football games it doesn't happen. And it's not a couple. It's not like you see every now and then a Justin Tucker jersey and you're like, oh, wow, that's weird. They're wearing a Justin Tucker jersey. It's prominent. Everywhere. It's what people want for Christmas this year. I want one. That, that's, that's real. Like, my wife wants a Justin Tucker jersey for Christmas. That's how prominent Justin Tucker is. 
He's having a remarkable year. I was going to say, and he's having arguably the best year of his career. And then I went back and looked at his stats. Well, yes, he, he has two different seasons where he missed one kick. I mean, it's, but like he's so good. It is difficult to st- have a season stand out for Justin Tucker because again, right. the, the track record is insane. But the sixty-six yard kick, right, was of course what made this year. He right. he did something we've never seen before. Absolutely. And, and again, I, the absurdity of that kick will never be lost on me. And I get it; it was indoors. It, it didn't Who kick cares? It. But like the game is on the. It's a win or lose scenario. This isn't a well. We can always go to overtime. This isn't an end of the first half. Ah hell, let's try it scenario. They literally, and it might very well be, considering where they are right now, the difference in whether they get into the playoffs or not. They allowed it to come down to a 66-yard kick. As he kicked a field goal from the 50-yard line. It's it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It was beyond the 50-yard line. It was beyond. It was on the other side of the field. Right. Yeah. It's insane. It's just insane that this ever happened. So, wonderful. All the candidates we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier. um, Nobody's taking anything away from Cedric Mullins. He's going to be featured prominently, I'll tell you, in our our best of issue. Was he the guy that you moved on for? Actually, no, but he was one, um, in particular, Stan the Fan really went to bat. And I I don't think Stan would be mad at me saying this. Stan really wanted to see Cedric Mullins be our sports person of the year. And Mm -hmm. and we all liked Cedric Mullins as a candidate, and we all... um, uh, certainly, he was very high on. He was very high on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want. I don't really want to say who it was because I don't right. want. Yeah, you right. know what I mean. No, I don't I want somebody to, to say, "Well, why did you?" So I'm not really going to share. You know, sure. like like who it was. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, after every all the things we considered that week after the Detroit game, we just said, "My God, everything that Justin Tucker has done." in Baltimore and his relationship with this town. Like I went out to Tucker Fest earlier this year at uh, Jerry's Toyota and just watched a a never ending stream of people who were so desperate to meet the kicker. (laughs) And it it just really stuck with, and again, he was out there doing it to help raise money for the Brigance Brigade. And, um, you know, he has connected dots from from the Ray Lewis, he played with Ray Lewis, right? right? Like he's a bridge. The kicker is a bridge in in eras of Ravens football, and he he bailed out that team to win a Super Bowl. He's bailed out Lamar Jackson now in their attempts to win a Super Bowl, and and that the the career achievement side of it would have been one thing. And again, I said we don't try to do just career achievement. It really needs to be something this year. The kick in Detroit was what made us say, okay, th- this year is more notable for Justin Tucker this year on top of the career achievement. Mm-hmm. And with, and uh, some of that is, and again, if you want to compare it to Cedric, Cedric's done it for a year, right? And and one of the things we said is we think there's a real chance for Cedric Mullins to be this person for years to come, mm-hmm. you know, and to continue to entrench himself in this community and to continue to uh, put smiles on people's faces and hopefully some more meaningful games that are that he's involved with moving forward, things along those lines. Justin Tucker's been doing it for a long time and potentially, you know, could have saved their season with a kick in Detroit. And it really did kind of put him over the top. How spoiled are we in Baltimore with the Ravens, with what we've seen in their 25-year history? With You have four guys you can make an argument as the best player in the history of their position. You had a 2,000-yard rusher, the, only the second unanimous MVP of all time, and two Super Bowls. Like It is remarkable. You're, you're not wrong about that. It is truly remarkable. Um but yeah, that's 
it, it, it a lot. It really it all a lot of great candidates this year. Uh, John Harbaugh was more. That, the more I thought about it, I don't. Phil, I think it was that said that. I'm like, wow. You know what, Phil? A great, great argument for it being John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Um, great argument for Cedric Mullins. Great argument. Um, a lot of great arguments that that were made, and we had a lot of of, of a we had a great conversation about this, and um, ultimately we all just sort of said, you know what, really, th- it's a great option. It's a great. He represents what we and when I and I, I do try to call Sanzi. Not that San, Sanzi's not part of our editorial board, and she wouldn't say no anything along the. She trusts us, and we have a great relationship there. But when I called her and said, here's what we're thinking, she was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's perfect. You know, like that. This is Justin Tucker we're talking mm-hmm. about, so um, you know that made it that that made it even easier to to make that decision. So Justin Tucker is the answer. He is, our, he is our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and the best of uh, issue will be available tomorrow uh, for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town. We find press box, and we'll share out that uh, cover story here in just a second at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. But it's available now, pressboxonline.com. All right, uh, today's show also brought to you by. Oh, Live Casino Hotel. I'm going to be there tomorrow night. I can't wait. I'm making a bet. Belmont Chattanooga. I can't wait till Jeremy tells me who I'm betting on tomorrow morning. That is I, that is going to be an electric. I'm so excited about what. St- I'm going with Stan and John Colson. There is no chance that they are going to care remotely. I Literally, I'm the entire time just going to be glued to my phone watching Chattanooga and Belmont <laughs> because we're making this bet tomorrow night. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. We'll see you at Live Casino Hotel. We come back in. We'll talk some Ravens with Jeff Zrebeck of The Athletic. That's next. Glenn Clark Radio. Glory Days Grill's winter seasonal menu is back with comfort classics like their house-made meatloaf and short rib grilled cheese. It also features the center-cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char-grilled pork tenderloin, grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, and a Brussels and bacon appetizer. All of these items pair well with Devil's Backbone 8-point IPA or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. And try their seasonal cocktails, Blood Orange Burger, Bourbon Cider, Apple Ginger Mule, and Captain's Hot Cider. Find out more and get your order in today at glorydaysgrill.com. Great food, good sports. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Day. 
What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser show. The next Taz Bowser show is Tuesday, December 21st at Skipjacks on Bella Road in Overly. The show is brought to you by Pressbox. Grade 8's memorabilia, Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's MD.com, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins the show courtesy of my bookie. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. Yeah, if you missed it, um, we just uh, the story is now available at pressboxonline.com, and we just tweeted it out at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Our 2021 uh, MoGaba Sports Person of the Year for Pressbox is Justin Tucker, and uh, Bo Smolka's story is available right now, pressboxonline.com, for you to check it out. Today's show is also brought to you by Project Game Day. We do it every game day this season. I'll be with you at halftime and postgame on Sunday. Join postgame by Ken Zalis, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. Project Game Day brought to you by Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, and Underdog Fantasy Football. Our friend Jeff Zriebeck from The Athletic covers the Ravens, and he joins us once again here on GCR. Jeff, good morning, sir. How are you? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Everything is good. I want to thank you. I know you didn't do this for this reason, but Jeff uh, made a very nice donation to us for the uh, the event, the drive that we've done with Helping Up. And my friend, I just want you to know how much that means to me. Thank you so much for that. And I, oh, my I, pleasure, man. You guys uh, do great things. They're always looking to help people and, uh, you know, do a great job, uh, you know, with your show and just promoting so many great causes. So uh, no, no sweat, really. I, I'm just happy to be on. I, I truly appreciate it, and I hope that you know that, sir. It means a lot to me. It also means a lot that you take the time for us. Um, it, it, it have such a, it's such a weird kind of moment right now because, I, you know, I, I certainly take John Harbaugh at his word. I, I believe the Ravens are assuming that Lamar Jackson can play on Sunday. I, I think right now where we are is that the secondary question that, that feels like it's just about as significant is, well, what does that look like? It, it, how much is he hampered by this ankle sprain moving forward, a time where they need Lamar Jackson to to not just play the way he was. Frankly, they need him to be playing better than what we had seen him been playing of his late. Yeah, you know, if, if Lamar Jackson is 100%, 100% or even, I don't, I don't know that anybody is at this stage of the season, so even if, if he's anywhere close, if he can defend himself, if he has his normal athleticism, elusiveness, you know, it's a no-brainer decision, but, you know, the fact of the matter is Lamar Jackson hasn't looked right for almost a month and a half now. And you look at those, I think it was two drives, two or three drives in the first quarter of that game, he again, he still looked unsure of himself. Uh, the offense didn't do anything, um, and it just wasn't good. Now, yeah, it could have turned around. You know, he, we've seen that before with their offense in the second half where all of a sudden Lamar and it was unstoppable. But it wasn't a good early look. And when you when you add that to everything that, you know, we've seen over the last month, month plus, then, you know, it, made, it still makes you wonder. So, you know, uh, I was on a flight 6 a.m. out of uh, Cleveland yesterday morning. There's a bunch of other writers on a flight, some people, you know, involved with the Ravens and, None of us really knew anything at the time, but all of us, I think, were in agreement that we'd be shocked if he plays. 
Uh, we're about 30 hours since then, Glenn, and, and I'm, now I would probably tell you I think there's a decent chance that he plays. Sure. So, um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it'll depend on how we yeah, – I think he's going to – they're going to need him probably to at least be out there a little bit at practice this week. He doesn't have to do a ton, but I think he'd need to be out there – he'd have to be out there a little bit for them to feel comfortable. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens. I don't think their mind's made up now. I think they'd be plenty – uh, you know, confident to go with Tyler Huntley if need be. But, you know, I think the goal is to get Lamar Jackson ready to play someday. This, this is a weird feeling too, Jeff, because I, I feel like there's two different things going on within this Ravens fan base. One being, you know, they're, they're sitting here saying, boy, all of this stuff that's catching up to the Ravens, that's been going on all year on the injury. I mean, it's just, this is not when somebody throws out, hey, every team deals with injuries. You know, objectively, that's not what's happening here. This is not every team dealing with injuries. This is insane. And in a way, it feels like a lot of that has finally, there's only so much that you can overcome during the course of a year, and it seems like it's sort of finally catching up with them. But you measure that against the fact that still, they're a couple of plays away over the last two weeks, despite all of that, from from being 10-3, and three, right? And they're still sitting in first place in the division. And they're, they're, they're very weird things to juxtapose because I think they're both very true and very relevant about where the Ravens are going to the final four games of the season. Yeah, you know, it's I've been getting I've been getting asked for a while now. We're playing bad. We're, you know, this is a fan talking about right, me, and right. they'll say we're playing so poorly. What's the deal? Well, the deal is they don't have a talented roster anymore right. because it's been stripped by injuries. Right. Uh, and they're doing the best they can. They're relying on some players that probably shouldn't be playing. Um, it's hard to run a competent offense when your tackles can't protect the quarterback. Right. And that filters down to the quarterback, obviously, and well, the ability it, to run the football. Yeah, you don't really have a running game either. So other than that, no, everything's so good. It's, yeah. just, it's just, you know, they're just not a very good, you know, and I don't, I don't say this to be negative. I think they do. I think they're well coached. I think these guys play their butts off. Um, I think they have enough. I mean, you have a generational kicker who just deservingly, you know, you guys named the, the sportsman of the year for uh, press box. There, there's some pieces there. I don't want to act like they're, you know, they don't have a chance here, but they're trying to do the best they can and mask all their flaws. And each week, each injury kind of rips that, you know, rips that hole open a little bigger. And, you know, now we have questions about Lamar Jackson. And I doubt Calais Campbell's going to be able to play Sunday. Who knows? But when you get injured a hamstring, it's usually, you know, a week or two. And I doubt Patrick McCarry will be back. And there's going to be a question right up until game day on Ricard and Boyle. And, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. You're right. I mean, it's just gotten to the, you know, it dominates every week. And, you know, there hasn't been a week where they really haven't had a late week injury too. I mean, that this time next week they expected Patrick Ricard to play. Right. Uh, right. He tried to. He worked all the way up to the game. He couldn't go, and and that affects preparation. So yeah, it's been a weekly kind of tug of war and trying to get you know forty eight guys that give you the best chance to win on the field and and. Uh, you know, it's obviously led to the product you're seeing every week. I mean, they just don't have a very talented roster at the moment in terms of guys, they healthy guys they can rely on. He is Jeff Zrebeck. He, of course, covers the Ravens for the Athletic. He's with us here on GCR. Jeff, I, in particular, the one that I struggle with the most, and admittedly sometimes I lose my mind having these conversations, is, and I'm sure you deal with this as much, probably a bit more than I do, 
um, which is the people that just hate the offensive coordinator and always hate the offensive coordinator in this town and always think the offensive coordinator should be fired. And I, I, I'm in a weird spot, right, because I, I, I'm not here to – I can't tell you that Greg Roman is the greatest offensive coordinator in the history of football. I know he's by far uh, the most successful offensive coordinator in Baltimore Ravens history. There's no debate about that. Um, I, I, I do know that in watching that game on Sunday, and I, every week there's certainly things that are scratch, head scratchers to me. I don't, I don't know about the play call on fourth and six. I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if that's what I think was best suited there. But I also know that I'm not an expert in these things. And, um, you know, I, I, I get that it's probably something they worked on and in their mind was going to work a different way. But I just don't get how you watch all of it. That offensive line, there's, there's no run game. And they still managed some with a backup quarterback that was undrafted to somehow be in the thing and have a chance to go win it in the final drive and walk away from it saying, "Well, this guy's got to go. The coordinator sucks." I just, I am I, I feel very disconnected because it seems almost overwhelming to me at times, and I I just don't see it. I don't see how that's the storyline. Am I missing something? Is there more relevant criticism of Greg Roman or warranted criticism of Greg Roman than, than I give it credit for? Yeah, you know, Glenn, I'm with you. I've long tired of the kind of the narrative. Um, and I just, you know, I like to respond to people on Twitter, but I've just stopped responding to the Greg Roman stuff. Now, let me say two things about Greg Roman, first of all. One the, what concerns you is his pattern at every stop has sort of been immediate or relatively short, uh, you know, in, in his tenure um, success where, he, you know, he really helps the offense and you see the results and you see teams struggling to adjust to what his offenses are doing. And then you see it plateau or, or decline. And that's kind of what we're seeing this year. But obviously, it's tough to, you know, how much of that is the injuries and all that. So that's one thing. The second thing is the most important piece in any organization is your franchise quarterback, right? I think we all know that. Now, if Lamar Jackson is regressing in certain things um, and the offense is regressing as a result, that does not reflect well on the offensive coordinator. I think we all could agree on that. Whether it's all Greg Roman's fault or not, um, you know, I, that's going to be a reflection on him, and that's going to be something Steve Bishotti and John Harbaugh are going to have to look at at the end of the year and try to determine, well, you know, how much is this injury-related and, and, and all that. Uh, but I'll say this. The whole idea that when they play great offensively, it's, oh, wow, Lamar Jackson's the MVP, and then when they play poorly, it's Greg Roman sucks and should be fired. I mean, that's kind of tired. I mean, he never gets credit for any of the positives, and he gets blamed for all the negatives. So, yeah, I don't think it's fair in a way. And, look, we've heard for weeks, including in some well-connected analysts, rip the Ravens' plan for the blitz and say they have no plan. And this is on Greg Roman. And you know what? Tyler Huntley looked pretty good against the Blitz for most of that game. He put up pretty good numbers against the Blitz. So do you look back now and say, well, maybe Lamar Jackson against the Blitz is a little bit more of a problem than the team's plan against the Blitz. So maybe this goes be a little beyond Greg Roman. And, uh, you know, I don't think people want to acknowledge that because there's people in the Lamar camp that don't believe he can do any wrong but he certainly has a responsibility for it. And he certainly hasn't responded to the blitz like he did earlier in his career. Uh, so that's a concern. But no, I, I agree with you. 
and we'll see what happens towards the end of the season here. I, I mean, I don't think any decisions are going to be made with four games left in the team in first place, but I think that's what you're going to have to weigh with Greg Roman. Has this offense plateaued or regressed? Uh, is there room to grow if they are healthy? Is, is he still going to be able to get the best out of the quarterback, who's the most important piece in the organization? And that's why that's you know this is shaping up to be a fascinating decision that you know John Harbaugh is going to have with you know with his coaching staff as a whole. No question, uh, Jeff. Two things that jump out at me about what you just said. One, you know, I, and 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 a lot of of you guys went through and and pointed out, but there were a lot of open receivers that Lamar Jackson was not yeah. hitting uh, against the blitz. There were like the, we can yell and scream about Greg Roman and the play and the identity. And look, there are certainly plays where you're trying to figure out why two receivers are standing in the exact same spot. It doesn't make any sense. But there were a lot of open receivers that were not being hit during the course of those games. And then the secondary part of it to me is that I, I you know, I think part of the the problem I have with Greg. I, what kind of offense do you want to be? If if you want to be a predominant run offense moving forward, then I, I don't know that you're going to do better than Greg Roman in that. But yeah. if if you want to do something else, if that's the goal of the the concept is we want to get away from being a dominant run offense, then there is a strong argument that Greg Roman isn't your guy, right? Like that's 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 sort of what he does. Um, yeah. So I, I think it really does have to do a lot more with what what do the Ravens want to be offensively moving forward after this season. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I, I do. I, I think, and it's, uh, you know, can we, the way they want to design this smash mouse, this versatile run game and do all that, again, the question is going to be, is that going to be enough to get you where you want to go? And if not, you know, as you said, do, do we need to go in another direction here? And is the quarterback the, the guy that's going to take us? You know, look, these people aren't stupid. They're designing the best possible offense uh, around their quarterback, around his skill set. So what they believe they are offensively and what they believe, you know, obviously they know they needed to evolve from years past, but how much can they go into this, you know, this, uh, you know, pass more and be more dynamic in the passing game? And, like, how much can you lean towards the pass uh, with Jackson and still feel like you're good enough to win. And, you know, he's obviously going to continue to improve. So, yeah, there's a lot of questions they're going to have to answer. A lot of it is about the direction of the offense and kind of the bigger picture. Um, but, you know, I just it just kind of – you see some plays. I'm guessing if you broke down film every team of every team, there would be some plays where there's a couple receivers in the right place, in, mm-hmm. the, in the same place. You know, I was watching a, a film, I forgot who it was, last night of uh, another team. I was, I think it was on the Monday night um, game, and they are showing a, a video from another game. And there were two receivers standing on top of each other on a big play. Look, it happens. Sometimes okay. receivers run the wrong route. Sometimes receivers, uh, you know, do a little more flexibility. I mean, Mike, Mark Andrews addressed that. Sometimes it's us. So we're, we're trying to do too much, and we're not in the right place. We, we break off a route, or we don't finish a route. But, yeah, it seems to happen a little more than it should with the Ravens. They, they brought in a pass game designer. They brought in a new receivers coach. So uh, that was to help Roman kind of correct some of the stuff. And, and, yeah, I mean, it seems to show up more than it absolutely should. But there also seems to be open guys in every game. So there seems to be plays to be made down the field at different points, and they're not making it. And for all the talk of the fourth and sixth play call, you know, Villanueva got blown up by Miles Garrett. Yep. And there's another free blitzer. So when your left tackle can't protect and another free blitzer's coming in and the quarterback has to get rid of the ball, 
I'm not sure what kind of play you can call in those circumstances, knowing that both those factors are going on. That's going to be successful. I think you have to get the ball to the quarterback's hands and hope the wide receiver can make a play. And unfortunately, uh, you know, it wasn't the ideal scenario. And, and Denzel Ward made a really good play. Jeff, before I let you go, the, the struggles that we have seen of Lamar Jackson um, in that month leading up to this game, and and knowing you know there's four weeks for the, do you have any sort of sense of how this impacts his his contract situation and, you know it's it's the it's sort of this sort of almost unspoken thing because this is still Lamar Jackson that we're talking about and, you know I'm not in any world suggesting the Ravens are going to suddenly be in a situation where they got to make a decision as to whether or not they even want to have Lamar Jackson around but, I I feel like it's it can't be a nothing if if he continues to struggle the rest of the year. I don't know how easy it is for them to walk in and say, yeah, but we're still going to give you the, you know, the Patrick Mahomes money that you clearly feel as though you deserve. I just I feel like you present an almost awkward scenario at that point. I, I don't think that's unfair at all. I, I still think they're going to pay him. I still think they're going to pay him a lot of money. Uh but I would have to think there's some stuff going on now that I would at least concern him a little bit. Or excuse me, concern them a little bit. Um, you know, he, he's you know, we saw earlier this season, though, him look really dynamic and him right. look really probably the leader of the frontrunner for the MVP award through, I don't I forgot how many games, what week the Colts game was, but after that game, you kind of felt like he was the frontrunner, and then all of a sudden it's just fallen off. I, I think everyone in that building is confident that he can get back to being the, the, the guy they were seeing earlier this season. I think people are confident that, you know, an improved offensive line and, and actually legitimate NFL running backs will will allow that to happen, and he just needs better pieces in place. But I don't know how we can't enter your thinking, um, you know, about him when some of the fundamental stuff is just not happening. You know, the holding on to the ball, the missing open receivers. Um, he just hasn't looked like himself for a while now, and I don't know what it is, uh, Glenn. I wish I did. I mean, he's I've said this before. He he's kind of the hard, he's the hardest athlete I've ever had to cover mm. um, in terms of he is such a tight inner circle. He right. doesn't have an right. agent. The team is so careful what they say about him in the media. And he sort of has this mysterious kind of way about him. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but he's so sheltered and so protected in terms of the information that gets out about him. So I don't know that anybody has a good handle on is it a lack of confidence in the offensive line? It's been banged up all year. Is it remnants of COVID? Is it, you know, is he just fighting a confidence? Is the questions about his contract truly bothering him and he's pressing? I mean, we all saw Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen struggle for stretches this year, too. And, and you know, people suggest, well, people figured them out a little bit, and they've certainly snapped out of it. I think the Ravens are plenty confident that Lamar is going to do, is going to be fine, and that he's their guy. I don't think uh this will right now i don't think it's going to impact a whole lot the the negotiations but i do think it at least puts thoughts in their head and, and you know and you know it certainly puts a, uh, even more kind of emphasis on the decision they're about to make at jeff's Rebeck on twitter is how you follow him of course the athletic and if you're not subscribing you're insane go subscribe right now the the content is phenomenal the amount of information it's it's so worth your money Go subscribe at the moment to The Athletic. Jeff, always appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time for us this morning, as always, sir. And if I don't talk oh, to you pleasure, before, I hope you, you and your yeah. family have a great holiday season. I look forward to talking soon. And a very same to you and your family, my friend. Thank you, sir. Jeff Zrebeck.
checking in with us here on GCR. A lot in there, obviously. Just a, just a lot to think about. And, you know, we all want answers, right? We all, it's eternally. We want to know right now what's going to happen four months from now. And we can't, you know. It's, it's impossible. Although I feel like everybody's power rankings, my power rankings are up at pressboxonline.com. Uh, I feel like everybody's power rankings will now reflect one and two being the Buccaneers and the Patriots with the Cardinals having lost last night. So we're all going to start, you know, this is, th- we finally are at the official place to begin the prolonged discussion of the inevitable, which is that we all know this is going to be a Patriots-Buccaneers Super Bowl because it's just the way it's going to be. But the reality is we all want to have these answers. We all want to know if Lamar Jackson is going to play on Sunday. We all want to know if he's going to be healthy enough even if he plays, is he gonna? Is his mobility going to be limited? We all want to know if the Ravens are going to figure out a way to to right the ship enough down the stretch to win just enough games to get in. We all want to know if Lamar Jackson is going to get a contract. We all want to know what their plan is offensively. And the answer is somewhere between there's no way to know and you know, e- even if they have a sense of it, that sense can change. Like even if they have a plan related to Lamar Jackson's contract, then that can be altered. I, I am with Jeff. I still am of the belief that they're going to get a deal done. It's going to be for an awful lot of money. But it's awkward right now. Like, it's, it, it can't, it has to be awkward right now. And his point is well taken. There have been stretches this season where it's been bad for Patrick Mahomes. And now we're sitting here today, and you might argue that they're really the front runner in the AFC. There have been stretches this season where it's been bad for Josh Allen. And then in the second half of the game on Sunday, he was looking like a man who was making an MVP statement against the Buccaneers. Ended up coming up short. But if he, if he, if they score a touchdown at the end of the second half on Sunday, Josh Allen might very well be the front runner for MVP this morning. And there were definitely moments this season where you're like, what's going on with Josh Allen? But he looked amazing in the second half. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I wish I did. I wish I had the answer. And again, my gut is that ultimately they're going to get some sort of deal done with Lamar Jackson, but I don't know that. And in the meantime, I I don't know. I, I, I keep saying I think both things are relevant. I think it's both relevant that they are possibly at a breaking point with everything they've been through, and it's relevant that they're in first place and that they – lost the last two games by a combined three points, and both of them were on the road. For as much panic as we feel, as much panic as there is at the disco, all these sinners need to stand up and sing... I don't know. I, I tried. I, I, I thread in that and double duck. By all means, give it a shot. <laughs> give it a, just give a, it a shot. Um, uh, haven't you people ever heard of, you know the fact that the team could still win on Sunday and then they might be okay. Closing the goddamn door while we're at it, though. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> no, it, it, was, yeah, it was part yeah, of the yeah, bit. Figured, it was part I of figured. the um, I actually like Panic at Disc. I, I, they're I am, pretty good. They're, I, I like I, it, it, it's, it's It's very off-brand for me, but I really genuinely like the majority of their songs. Mm-hmm. And Fall Out Boy, too. I really don't like acknowledging that, but like I do. I like more of their songs... And there is, I, I joke with my black friends, it's a white culture thing. Like, you get on a bus, like I remember getting on a bus, with a, par- a party bus, and, like, Sugar We're Going Down hits, and, like, all of the white people are just belting out every, like, it, 
it is an anthem. It's an anthem mm-hmm. for Absolutely. us. And um, I don't know if we should be a sh- a pr- proud of that. <laughs> I don't know if that's something that we should. But it's, it's damn catchy tune. It always has been. It always will be. It's just the way that it goes. And Panic at the Disco does the same bit, man. Like I hear that High Hope song, and I'm like, it's a really good song, man. <laughs> like it's That's a catchy-ass tune. <laughs> I don't care what you think of me. You can judge me all you want. Not going to show up. Well, I might have showed up on a top 20 list. That I did. I'm doing my top 20 songs right now. Um, how do we get? Oh, panic! Panic at the disco. I get it. Like, there's reason. I understand the reason for panic, but they again, they've lost the last two games by a combined three points, both on the road against teams with winning records. I, I, I can't even. I get it because uh, things are very basic when it, when it comes to sports. It's like we either win or we lose, yes. right? Yeah, but but and particularly football, right? But the way I look at, like, how can you be upset at all about the season? Since uh, basically since August, well, because, you can be upset with because all it's still going happened. on, because right. it's still going on, and because you want it, you, you, you want I, it to I be do better. get it. Like they still have to go play a game on Sunday, and you don't want them. You don't want to feel as though your team is at risk of getting pounded by Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. We don't really know where Aaron Rodgers is with his toe either. Um, you know, I, get, I think the word is that he might not practice at all this week, mm-hmm. but they think he's going to play. I think he'll play. And by the way, he said he was dealing with it on Sunday night, and he looked pretty good to me. Yeah. Um, I, I get it. Like, the games are still going on. It's what I said. It's easier to get your ass kicked because you can just sort of have an amount of acceptance of... But once you're in it and you feel like you have a chance, it's more frustrating because you're like, boy, they... they sh-. It's a very difficult thing. It's a it's very true. difficult thing. And the, you're, the, the first half of the game... I was like, well, this is what we expected. There's nobody. And then they get back into it, and they get and the was mad. And, they, and now and all of a sudden, like, you want to, you, nobody wanted to fire the offense coordinator at halftime right. when they were getting their ass kicked. But they all wanted to fire him at the end of the game when he got them back into the game. Mm. It's, it's, it's a very goofy bit. It's a goofy bit. We just I, – I can't define it, but both, both things are quite relevant. It's both quite relevant – that they're in first place, and the season still has relevance, and that these even as as disappointing as we've been in the last two losses, they were games that they easily could have won. That's relevant on the road against winning teams with winning records. Yeah, that's relevant, and it's relevant that they're missing so many players, and even more players are playing her. All of these things they're equally relevant. If they get into the playoffs and John Harbaugh doesn't win head coach of the year. I mean, the Belichick argument is good. I mean, it's it's a tough, it's a very strong argument for Bill Belichick with a rookie quarterback and the start that they got off to this season. Yeah. There is a strong argument for I, Bill Belichick. I, I get it, but how many coaches could do what Harbaugh? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing against John Harbaugh. Right. No, I get it. I get I'm it. just, I, I don't. I think there's a tunnel vision that says he could be the only candidate. There are other candidates, and in particular, one. N- nobody before the season thought the Patriots were winning the AFC East. Mm. They definitely didn't think the Patriots were potentially going to be the top seed the getting a buy in the AFC nobody felt that way so if that's what they end up doing is a really strong argument yeah. for Bill no, Belichick you're, you're, because you're right of that. you're right all right today's show is also well you know how about a reminder we got another Tyus Bowser show coming up on Tuesday December 21st we will be at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly Hope that you will come join us with Tyus and his special guest. The Tyus Bowser Show is brought to you by PressBox, Great Eights Memorabilia, My Bookie, Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's Garage MD.com. Um, and I saw Great Eights. Uh, 250 people came out last night to meet Tyler Huntley. Oh, wow. With uh, toys for their Holiday of Hope toy drive. That's amazing. 
I think they still have an event or two this week. Go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com with the number 8 to find out more. I think there's still another event or two coming up this week uh, for you to bring out uh, toys and meet some of your favorite uh, players. So, um, again, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. I know there's one with uh, uh, Fats Russell and Eric Ayala from the Maryland basketball team for sure. So, again, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com with the number 8 to find out more details about that. A uh, couple things I haven't gotten to that I want to get to before we wrap up for today. Um, that'll cut. We'll do that next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgambling.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows for only only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today at 866-90NATION or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. From all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at MyBookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Earlier this hour, uh, Sanzi Gabba joined us to make the announcement. I always like having her do it because, you know, we, we did rename our Sports Person of the Year award here at Pressbox, the Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year. And 
we did that to try to keep um, do our part to uh, help in, in telling Mo's story and keeping his legacy alive. And if you missed it, we uh, she announced that Justin Tucker is our 2021 uh, Press Box Sports Person of the Year. I just wanted to allow uh, uh, Press Box's uh, Chief Grand Poobah, Stan the Fan Charles, a couple minutes to uh, talk about it because this is a big undertaking for all of us here at Press Box, uh, our annual Best of Issue. And Stan the Fan has joined us this morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Glenn. I'm a great idea to have Shanji do that. I, I, I really, I really like having her involved. It's, it means a lot, um, you know. And, and 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 you know, what was really cool, Stan, is when I called her and 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 I said this earlier. We don't. We Sanji's not on our editorial board. We don't give her, you know, the the right to to refuse to, to something like that. It's not the way it works. But I was really excited when I called her and said, "Hey, I just wanted to run by. Uh, this is what we're leaning towards." Uh, she mm-hmm. was, she was, she was through the roof. Her response was, "Oh, I love that." You know, she mm-hmm. was, she was very excited about um, Justin Tucker being our winner this year. So, well, that you meant know, a we've lot. done this is what our is this our fourth year? No, it's our person of the year. It's our fifth. We did uh, Tillman, Tillman, then the UMBC guys, Odom and UMBC Lyles. guys. Then it was Mo and Lamar. Mo and Lamar, and last year was Trey. Yep. So this is year five already. Wow. Uh, Time flies when you're having a good time. But, you know, I can't remember us having such a sort of a a tough time pinning down one person uh, this year. You know, I'll never forget back in early May when John Means threw that near-perfect game in Seattle. No hitter. I said, well, there's probably our sports person of the year. Didn't do very much after that, you know. And then Cedric Mullins had an incredible year. Uh, we had the Olympics and, and the Paralympians had, you know, it was just, uh, it was an ongoing discussion. Yep. Uh, and it really, it wasn't until late that we, uh, we, we centered on Justin Tucker and the record-breaking kick. And, and there's so much there, right? Like, it, it's it's the kick that really stands out from the year. It's, I, I think, his relationship with the city. is. I, yep. I love it. You know, when you guys read, the story is available now at PressBoxOnline.com. I love that Bo really sort of took a minute to dive into, like, the jer- people wearing the jersey of the kicker. And it's not... It's not yeah. a goofy thing. It's not somebody saying, hey, look, I've got the jersey of the kicker. Isn't that silly? It's overwhelming. It's it's probably the yeah. second most popular jersey in town um, yeah. behind Lamar. It's th- This is unprecedented, the relationship that a kicker in the NFL shares with the city that they play in. There's no comparison. And, and, and I'll tell you, Bo talked to Hall of Fame kicker Morton Anderson for this story. Um, and and Morton Anderson knows this is unprecedented what we're yeah. talking about in this relationship between a city and a kicker and i think yeah that's a that's a big part of this too it's not it's not we all know what a hell of a kicker he is he's obviously unbelievable but right he but is, the phenomenon you know yes of, of, of his relationship yeah is tremendous it's it's it's, really tremendous. it's truly yeah. remarkable it's truly remarkable yeah. so so yeah. yeah um and and to your point stan what you brought up we are a lot of those other people we are recognizing significantly in the best of yep. issue um, there's a lot of Cedric Mullins in our best of issue. Um, very special section for Cedric Mullins in there. Um, there's a special section honoring the uh, you referenced the Paralympic champions. I, I don't know that how how aware people are of just how overwhelming it is. The the state of Maryland has been associated with, with Olympic dominance for years. The, mm-hmm. the Paralympic dominance is even more significant than that. Um, yeah. There yeah. are there are so many Paralympic champions. 
um, from here locally, and they got a prominent feature in in this year's Best of issue. Um, and then all the normal stuff that you've gotten to know from the Best of issue over the years, our favorite moments and uh, players and, and giveaways and things that happened uh, away from the field during the course of the year. It's um it's almost like a yearbook, right? Like you're just going back, like oh, I I almost forgot that it happened this year as yep. you as you yep. read through yep. it. It's... Well, you do such an important part in that. You you portray the voice of press box in that, and you have for the past uh, five years, and you do a great. Job it's fun at for it. me too, Stan. Honestly, because there yeah. are, there are moments that I'm like, wow, I I totally I I honest I to thought God, you did it. I thought you did it for the extra money, but yeah, then I yeah, there, yeah, is, there, is, there no is no extra, extra money. money unfortunately, yeah, yeah. it's just my assignment for the year as, yeah, as part yeah. of being on staff here. But like things that I had for like the the smudging uh, when the Orioles were mired in the 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 losing streak. And uh, they went out and they burnt the sage all over the place. I had like completely right. forgotten about right. that just because it was, right. you know, kind of mundane and a difficult year. And you're like, ah, oh. and they ended up winning that game against Shohei Otani. Like, yep. it's, it's, yep. you just forget yep. about little things like that once you get to the end of the year. So things like yep. that that we reference in our best of it. Well, I can't wait to put it in my hands tomorrow because tomorrow's distribution day. Yep. And we'll be getting it out all across uh, the greater Baltimore area. You'll and, be able uh, to get. We hope we hope the fans like it, and again, they can uh, look at the whole issue online. Yep. Starting tomorrow, correct? Yeah. The, the just the Justin Tucker story is available today. The rest yep. of the best of issue will be available on newsstands at your neighborhood Royal Farms and all those hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox and at PressBoxOnline.com tomorrow. We of course always thank the. Uh, 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 Maryland Sports uh, for their partnership with us and, and what they do in order to make these things possible. But um, it yeah. is it is a it is a, quite the undertaking every year for us. But it's a, a labor of love. We we really do enjoy doing this issue. It means a lot. Uh, you know, you bring up you bring up uh, the the sports. Uh, you know, Maryland Sports, and uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't thank personally Terry Hazeltine for sure and, and talk about what what an incredible job he does. And I know we we highlight the uh, Maryland Five Star event that uh, is state you know took place and is now a fixture here. So it's it's really pretty special. No question so. about it, Stan. Hey, uh, speaking of it's pretty special, you had a pretty special chat on Facebook Live last night. It's... Uh, yeah, yes, we did. We <laughs> talked to uh, a now soon to be Hall of Famer, right. although he's very humble about it. He says, "Let me get it straight." I'm not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's uh, that's for the, that's for those guys. But he did tell us. Uh, I'll just give one little tidbit away. Uh, we asked him sort of when it when he heard from somebody special. He said the day after he got a call. The day after it was announced, got a call that morning from Johnny Bench. Wow! Welcome, welcoming him to the to the fraternity. Wow. And, uh, he said, but let me get this straight. I'm not a Hall of Famer the way those guys are. You know, I'm recognized in the Hall of Fame. But Tim Kirchian was our guest, uh, and he covered the Baltimore Orioles here for a number of years. And he's really, really deserving of this recognition. If you missed it last night, Stan the Fan, Ross Grimsley, and yes, Tim Kirchian, who was given Baseball Writers Association of America's highest honor, and will be celebrated uh, next summer in Cooperstown at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. He was their guest, and you can find that uh, right now by going to facebook.com slash pressboxsports and clicking on the videos tab, or by going to pressboxonline.com slash video. And, uh, and Stan, uh, what do you have coming up later on this week? 
Thursday night, I know you just had him on Friday, but we uh, spoke to Don Marcus. and yep. uh, I mean, we haven't spoken to him yet. I spoke to him and, and had booked him uh, before the Mark Turgeon event. He said he'd like to continue to come on. So we're going to have him at 5 o'clock on Thursday. It'll just be me. Gary Stein has another assignment. Um, There's a UMBC, UMBC basketball, basketball game on Thursday. Yep. That game yep. that night. So. Uh, we'll look forward to talking to Don Marcus, and you know a little bit more about it than I do already. He's got this Len Bias yeah, podcast, podcast correct? project that he and Dave Ungrady have worked on, uh, a mixed legacy uh, about Len Bias, and it's pretty in depth. I mean, it's a, a pretty in depth yeah. project that they worked on, and I was listening to it on Spotify, and um, I, I know that it's uh, a lot. They put a lot, a lot of effort into that particular yeah. project, so it's it's a pretty good one. So that'll be Thursday well, night. Nobody's covered Maryland athletics. No, not Mark at all. Has. Not uh, even we'll look close. Look forward to talking. No there. question about that. Stan the fan. Uh, thank you again to you and Jane for everything that you have done for our helping up mission uh, collection drive you this got year. A new, you got a new best friend. Uh, no doubt. Uh, Jane has yeah. been unbelievable. I mean, truly unbelievable. Um, she is by far the MVP of this year's helping up mission. It's not it's not even close. I mean she has been unreal in uh in gathering stuff up and, and helping us with our partnership with helping up mission and so I appreciate you guys. Well, she's a very giving person and she loves doing it. Well I, and I am grateful for it. Stand the fan. Uh, appreciate All right, you my buddy. friend. I'll we'll talk, talk to you soon. soon. Thanks for calling. Yep. Appreciate it. Press Bye-bye. boxes Chief Grand Poobah Stand the Fan Charles. Uh, telling us a little bit more about uh, Justin Tucker being our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year. And again, the story is available right now at PressBoxOnline.com. The issue will be available in its entirety tomorrow, both online and wherever you find PressBox around town, celebrating Justin Tucker as the Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year and recognizing all of the top moments, people, events of the last 12 months in Baltimore sports. <sighs> Thursday, the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. We're on to the playoffs. You're getting ready for your playoff matchups. We're going to help you get set with KZ joining us in studio. Get your questions in that morning at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter and then watch the show or listen to the show to hear the answers to those questions. It's all brought to you by CCBC, Glory Days Grill, and the Maryland Department of Transportation. We will see you Thursday morning at 1130 the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows for only only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today at 866-90NATION or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition-free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. 
Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland, an authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE-certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com. I love driving my tractor trailer, and just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Mike Ashley dives in on 20 seasons for Brenda Freeze as the head coach of the Maryland women's basketball team as she looks back but also looks forward. Plus, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from every D1 program in the area. And the very first Baltimore interview with Elijah Green, the son of former Raven Eric Green, who could well be the Orioles' pick with the number one spot in next year's MLB draft. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You've got questions. They've got answers. Sure, I mean, we'll go with that. It's Glenn and Paul on Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR as we wind down for a Tuesday edition of the program. It's been brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, perhaps convenience or technologically advanced connectivity, or even sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, um, let's get a tidbit. How about that? Tidbit of the day brought to you by Live Casino Hotel. That's where we're going to be tomorrow night. I will make my first ever in-person sports bet in the state of Maryland. And I'm kind of excited about it. I know that sounds nerdy, but it's taken a long time. I wish it didn't have to wait till I was 38, but I'm glad to be able to do it. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house at Live Casino Hotel. If you haven't been to Sports and Social yet, it's amazing. It's just such a cool place. I'm uh, looking forward to being there tomorrow night. And let's uh, let's uh, Belmont Chattanooga, baby. That's the only game that matters. It's the only game that matters. In fact, I'm not even going to do Totally Tubular tomorrow night because the only game that matters is the Belmont Chattanooga matchup. That's the way it's going to go. What you got for tidbits, sir? All right, so I'm going to use the one that I was that was going to be the easier one yesterday because it's relevant. All um, right, because they're playing the Packers on Sunday. Uh, Sunday night, Aaron Rodgers threw for four touchdowns and zero interceptions for the seventh time in his career versus the Bears. It is the most such games by any one quarterback versus a single opponent in NFL history, surpassing himself versus the Vikings with six and Tom Brady versus the Bills with five. Six quarterbacks in NFL history have thrown four touchdowns with zero interceptions in any game 12 times or more. Say that one more time. Six quarterbacks in the have, history of the NFL right. have 12 or more games with, with four touchdowns and zero interceptions. Who are they? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is fourth all-time with 18. How about Joe Montana? Guy sucks. He's he's terrible. 
Um, Kurt Warner. No. I don't think he played long enough to do it. He's, you say that, but it still wouldn't surprise me if he had done it in a yeah. short amount of time. He yeah. was putting up some pretty video game-esque numbers. That's true. How about Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> yeah, never even. That's so funny. Uh, yes, he is uh, tied for fifth with 12. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, John Elway. No. Jim Kelly. No. Dan Marino. No. Stats were different then. How about... Uh, yuck. How about Drew Brees? Drew Brees, third with 26. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, second with 27. Probably should have started there. Yeah. There's two more. Mm-hmm. Mm. How about Hauser's Bounce... I'm going to just say Matt Stafford anyway. Matt Stafford. No. just thought it might be a longevity type of deal. Steve Young. No. Tony Romers. <laughs> no. Somehow it's already Patrick Mahomes. No. I, I, that is a little bit surprising, though. Like a little. A little. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. It's But still. Yeah. Dan Fouts. No. Did I say Phil Rivers? You didn't. Phil Rivers. No. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I should have said you didn't, but no. Yeah, Troy Aikman. No. It seems unlikely to be Brett Favre because he threw a lot of interceptions, but Brett Favre. Brett Favre with 12, tied for fifth. He threw a lot of interceptions. That's the reason why I didn't guess it so early. Wow. All right. And the the fact that you haven't guessed this guy blows my mind. Because it's Tom Brady? It's Tom Brady. All right. 28. Sure. He's number one with 28. I, I got to be honest with you. I couldn't remember if that's who you led into with, and that's the only reason why I didn't guess. I thought uh, there was a point where I was like, "Does he think he yeah. can, he's not allowed to guess well, Aaron th- Rodgers and Tom?" This Brady. is really why th- I'm struggling with this, is because that was. It's just how I got used to Kyle's tidbits for a long time, mm-hmm. and I would be like, "Dude, I told you it was Tom." I'm like, "Oh right," you know what I mean? Like, you brain. So I'm I'm still adjusting to the fact that that's not the way that you do yours. Fair so enough. That's that's all that is. But very good. Uh, that was tidbit today. Tidbit was also brought to you by Window Nation. It's cold. Energy bills are going up. But good news, very good news, Window Nation. They're here to help. And you, for December only, can get 50% off all-style windows and a house of windows. A house of windows for just $99 a month. Call Window Nation today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com in order to find out more. So I was trying to pull up uh, Totally Tubular because my internet has been an S-show all morning. So I have to apologize to all of you. It has certainly had an impact on the show. Here we go. I've got it. Totally Tubular for tonight. Please do not forget that we will be at Towson this evening. I will be standing outside in the cold collecting coats and clothes before the Towson-UNC-Greensboro game. Please, please make sure that it's not a wasted evening. Come out, hang out, bring us your coats, bring us your clothes. We'll be at the Towson game tonight. Anybody who makes a donation for our Drive Benefiting Helping Up mission will receive a free ticket to there 
January 11th game against Hofstra. So please join us for Towson basketball tonight against UNC Greensboro. I'll be there starting at 6. Bring us your coats and your clothes for helping up mission. The game will be on Flow Hoops. Uh, also, Coppin State and Drexel at 8 o'clock on Flow Hoops as well. The rest of the college basketball you can find at glennclarkradio.com. On ESPN Alabama Memphis at 9, that's a pretty good one. Uh, but everything else, go to glennclarkradio.com. TNT for Warriors Knicks tonight at 7.30. I guess Steph Curry's going to break the record tonight because he didn't break it last night for the most three-pointers. So that should happen tonight uh, 7.30 on TNT. Suns Trailblazers at 10. ESPN Plus and Hulu for Hurricanes Wild at 8. Rangers Avalanche at 9. NBCSN for Man City and Leeds United at 2.55. The USA Network for WWE NXT tonight at 8. Some non-sports highlights? Um... On CBS, on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, you're going to have uh, Henry Cavill, or Cavill, however mm. you pronounce his last name, uh, Superman. Uh, ABC, Jimmy Kimmel Live, uh, Jennifer Coolidge, Stifler's mom, is going to be on that on that one at uh, 11.35. I do, enjoy, I do enjoy her work. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right. He's going to be on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon at 11.35. The Nutcracker and the Mouse King, if you're feeling oh, uh, Christmas yeah. festive on PBS. I always am. Uh, HBO is debuting a documentary, Murders at Starved Rock. Episodes 1 and 2 premiere at 8 and 9 tonight. And on Netflix, Russell Howard, Lubricant. It's a stand-up premiere. All right, very you, good. If, if you want to, so have you procured um, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley yet to sing Coats and Clothes? Oh no, I haven't. Like you're trying to do a boats and hose bit. That's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> I don't. I don't dislike that. But no, I hadn't even thought about it. That's not bad though. All right, very good. Uh, you'll see that at glennclockradio.com. Tubular is up. Tubular was also brought to you today by the Tyus Bowser Show, final Tyus Bowser Show of the year, coming up Tuesday, December 21st. We will be at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly. Come join us for the Tyus Bowser Show, brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, My Bookie, Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, and Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's Garage MD. Dot com. I still need a few more spots filled for our bowl pick'em contest. Um, if you haven't gotten in yet, we have a few more spots available. Not that many, but I, I still I want to fill them. It's just not something that I prioritize with everything going, else going on. But we are peeling off twenty percent of of the pot. It's twenty five dollars to get in. Twenty percent of the pot is going to uh, helping up mission, and the rest is going to the winner. You don't need. We, this is not a shark contest. This is not a bunch of college football experts that are coming in, and it's bowl season. We don't even know who's playing in the games. Like, legitimately, have no idea who's actually playing in these games. So it's very simple. Just get in. Uh, winner, whoever wins, gets eighty percent of the pot, and then the other twenty percent goes to uh, what we're doing with helping up mission. So let me know if you are interested. All you got to do is hit me up on Venmo, PayPal, or Cash App. I always remember I got to tell people where uh, to find me on Venmo. You can find me by going at Glenn-Clark on PayPal. You can hit me up at uh, GlennClark10. Oh, come on. Just tell me. Why is it always so difficult? At GlennClark180. At GlennClark180 on PayPal and Cash App. It's dollar sign GlennClarkRadio. Those are the ways for you to get in. Just Send me 25 bucks and then reach out to me at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter or Glenn at PressBoxOnline.com or GlennClarkRadio at gmail.com and say, hey, I got in. I'll send you the link for you to sign up, and you will be in our Bull Pick'em contest. We just got to fill a couple more spots for that before the games get underway this weekend. Groovy. All right. Uh, thanks today to uh, Sanzi Gabba. Big time thank you to her for helping us make our announcement. Thanks also to Stan the Fan. Thanks to uh, Jeff Zrebeck from The Athletic. Thanks to Patrick Stevens. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. 
Of course, it's a Wednesday, so Drew Forrester will join us. I believe uh, Ken Nimatololo, Navy football coach, is going to join us tomorrow to reflect on their uh, excellent victory over Army this past week and uh, stuff and things, as always, on uh, the program tomorrow. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino Hotel, Baltimore Area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, Underdog Fantasy Football, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Window Depot, your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com, and MyBookie. And you know what? I don't think I did scratch it. You're right. I didn't give a second check mark to Chick-fil-A. Good, good find there, Paul Valley. This time you're right. You know what it is? I got look at look at how I did the first check mark. It looks like two check marks oh, when you look hurt. down. All right, very good. Paul tells me that I need to and trust me, I don't need an excuse to talk about Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. And if you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering from Chick-fil-A Nuggets to Mac and Cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options, sized perfectly for your get together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Thanks to Paul. Follow him on Twitter at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Have a great Tuesday night. We'll see you at the Towson game. Go Towson, go Coppin. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.